This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. Yeah, RJ Bailock. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're stalking women again. As we began watching Spine 342 in the Criterion Collection, a box set, RJ. Six Moral Tales by Eric Romer. Kicking off with The Bakery Girl in Macau and Suzanne's Career from 1963. But first, Mm -hmm. RJ, Mm -hmm. it's it's feeling like summer out there. In what sense do you feel that is feeling like summer, Jared? Um, Kind of back and forth between hot heat and raging wind. And is it going to is it going to rain? No. It's, no, it's it's going to be just hot and windy. How hot is it? Hot enough. Hot enough. Yeah, it did rain one day. It did. That one was day. cool. That was cool. But it was in the forecast every day for like 7 days and then it it never came until the day it didn't say it was going to rain. Actually, the day it said it was going to rain, it's uh our uh our precipitation percentage was 100% and I said, "Whoa. That's uh that's pretty some, ambitious. That's, some, that's pretty that's a lot of certainty." Yeah, I said, what is this for shit? You said it was going to rain for the last seven days, and it never came once. And I was like, it seems like uh, it seems like you're getting a little too big for the britches there, Jarrett. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, you can't guarantee anything in this world. Well, right now we're at 0%. As we, as, well, that we know of. And then in a couple of days from now, 80? Ooh, I like a good rain. Uh-huh. Garden needs it, Jarrett. And then it looks like it's supposed to rain. But I ain't going to be here. Where are you going? I'm going to a, a little place I like to call America. Are you going to a little place we like to call Aspen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are you going to do at Aspen? Uh, in Aspen, Nevada. Um, mm-hmm. Well, uh, I don't know, RJ, if you've heard about a little wrestling promotion called... Mm-hmm. All Elite Wrestling. You might not have heard about it. It is for the elite. <laughs> the thing I know about All Elite Wrestling <laughs> is that... Their uh, fans are very annoying. It's all of it. Well, guess what? Wrestling fans are just annoying. Just all across the board. What about people who attend wrestling events? Where do they stack on the annoying uh, meter? Oh, I mean, I, I'm going to find out. I'm gonna be one for the first time in my life. Like, well, it's not true. What? I've, uh, I've I've been to a wrestling show before, but a, a professional wrestling show. Yes, I've been to oh, WWE Raw live taping. Was it war? Or actually, live, live. Was it war? No, it was not war. Raw isn't war anymore. No. Why not? Raw is raw. Raw. It's 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 the red brand. When when did it switch from Raw's War? When did they get rid of that? Uh, I don't know, twenty some years ago. Oh, I don't know about ten times. <laughs> Remember that one, Jarrett? I know it. You you, you know the one I, I mean. I, I like that we're talking about Farley Brothers here on, on the podcast. Well, tell me more about this exciting trip that you're taking to a place that I'm almost certain you will not enjoy. But, you know, you might surprise me. Maybe yeah. you'll get some fun out of it. Maybe you'll get some fun. Well, I mean, I think the only thing of note, RJ, is how this will impact our dear listeners. As um, mm. we, will, we will not be recording next week. As I I will not be able to record uh, 
until literally walking in the door at home. Sounds kind of like um, sounds kind of like uh, an excuse. And sure. uh, I don't know if I want to spend uh, sweet time <laughs> uh, <laughs> watching Eric Romer films uh, in in Las Vegas. Well, what you could do is watch the Romer films during the wrestling event. Because you don't need to have your full attention on wrestling, do you? Yeah. Do you think they'll let me wear my flat cap inside? Your flat cap? Is it, uh, is it a fedora? Is that a name no, for a fedora? No, it's way, cool. way cooler than a fedora, RJ. Is this what the guys are going to be wearing in like five years? Flat caps? And it's going to be like, you, you, tip my flat cap to are, you. Well, I think they, they, oh, they've been doing that for a while. People have been tipping flat caps? Yeah, I, I don't know if I've ever actually seen a fedora well that's not true i've seen them in the wild but nowhere near as much as the flat cap so you're a flat capsman well i see them you don't have one though i did you you switched to the back to the fedora i i, I wear no cap though i might be a uh, dusting off the old uh baylog auction house uh hat. <laughs> that's bring, a bring that bring that down you know uh you know encourage brand superiority They'll go, uh-huh. Baylog, it's like, you sound like a real, real straight shooter, son. And you say, and bog, go, yes, I am. I know Bob. You say, I know, I know his boy, Bob. Ooh, I see that. I see that. Well, that's the right, it's yeah. the right choice of hat, Jared, because it's got the vent in the back, right? It'll keep your head cool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, don't want that. Yeah, don't uh, d- uh, blow a gasket. Well, you can't have a full back hat. Not in Vegas, Jared. The, the heat. <laughs> The heat alone. Gosh. The the heat alone, Jared. It's mm-hmm. the heat. <laughs> by by gumption. The mm-hmm. heat. Okay, so tell me about all the things you have planned for Vegas. Are you gonna go to a show? Like you're gonna go see Wayne Brady? No. No? What about um Celine Dion? No. What I, about I, I think she's on isn't she on hiatus? Oh. You're the one going. Uh, from what I saw. Uh, there's, oh, there's, so you did look into it. I did, I did, and okay. uh, you know what? You know, it's a real bummer. What? Uh, I would, I would have uh, not minded if I was going to go mm-hmm. see anything. Then you see the prices of this shit. It's just like, come on, uh, Penn and Teller. Oh, but guess how, what? Guess what? Your though tickets one sixty. Uh, actually, it's eighty US, which seems high to me. But get this: yeah. their last show was like Sunday. Oh, like, like they're, last they're, show ever? But for like two months. Oh, okay. No. Well, they'll come. They'll be back. Okay, so no Penn and not, Teller. Not... What about Carrot Top? Uh, he's there. He's you can pro... see Carrot Top. I, I could see Wayne Newton. <laughs> do, you, do you think Wayne Newton eats pasta I, as he performs? I believe he's uh, he performs at the, the hotel. That you're staying at? Yeah. I won't advertise that because of um, potential well, well, action who, against you. What, if, but, uh, uh, what is, is Sam Loveland going to come at me? What about Sam Sanchez? Well, I mean, I think, I'm, I'm kind of like right in between the two of them, maybe. I think they could, if they, they, they planned they, this they could, right. They could vie for my love. Well, I mean, they could they could go to AEW and have a match for for Sam number one. And see? against Sammy Guevara? That would actually well, I, is he is he Sam number one? Oh, yeah. He's way better than those Sams. What? <laughs> Look, have you seen that specimen? No. Oh, he's a fit and fine specimen. I can't RJ. say that I have. <laughs> I can't say that I have. So oh, he, he is... he is like. Okay, I will say. Uh, uh, no kidding. Around. I think he might be one of the like 
one of the best wrestlers I've ever watched on TV. Like, mm. and that's why, like, pretty well all my wrestling. But I, when you see him, he's uh, he's crisp. His 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 like move set and his like uh, moving around. It's like fuck. He's so good. It's like a. I mean, I couldn't even say he's like a video game character. Because mm. you know, like when you're watching those like compilations on YouTube with like wrestling games, and the uh, physics get hay- oh haywired up. Mm. Uh, well, this this is like spot on stuff. He's really that's, good. That's so, how he is in real life. Say so he's like real Sam number one. Okay, but so he's a good wrestler. That's all well and good. Yeah. But how but, is he as a a man? Well, I mean, as he, a, as I, mean a person? I, I I don't think he's listening to the podcast yet. So I mean, he is definitely yeah, a, a, he is like ultimately in our hearts a lesser tier, Sam. Ah, uh, I see. So what would what what would what would get him onto our tier? What what would it take? Oh man, I don't even. I I feel like um, I don't know how, what sort of good conversations one can have with uh, most pro wrestlers. Do you think that? Do you think that as a pro wrestler, he needs to keep his body smooth? Oh. I don't Potentially. know. I don't know. Or, or, or you can't say something that you don't have evidence for, I don't think. I think you have to speak for yourself, RJ. I can speak for myself, as I could speak for uh, support for the Criterion Creeps. Uh, is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, uh, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over... Four million men uh, worldwide, uh, Jared, uh, who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code CREEPS, C-R-E-E-P-S, at manscaped.com. If my math's correct, that's about 8 million balls. But what I don't have the math on, Jared, is how many wrestlers are using the Manscaped performance package. I'm I'm just not sure. I don't know. Well, I, all I know, I mean, this is an issue that we all grapple with. <laughs> yeah, but, and uh, I feel like maybe a manscape could really put a, a rock bottom to, 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 to our daily struggles with with uh, genital grooming. You know, I felt a real camel clutch. On my family jewels lately uh, because of tension and uh, surface area being Mm -hmm. maxed out. But I did a absolute um, leg drop on my balls. Amazing. Manscaped. (laughs) Manscaped. Well, you know, the crop preserver ball deodorant, Jared, it is like a leg drop to the balls because it is going to blow them wide open. You know what I mean? It's going to submit them. It's going to submit them. Pin by submission or pin? Oh, yeah. I mean, that ball deodorant, any uh, funk you got there is going to get tapped out. I I think that the um, that 400k LED spotlight that you get on the the lawnmower 4.0, that's oh yeah, like, that's like a chair shot, uh, oh, unpro- yeah. unprotected, unprotected chair shot. That's a foreign object, Jarrett. Wow. That'd be like uh, that's hotter than um, hotter than Kane in an inferno match with in MVP and Armageddon wow. 2008. I mean. <laughs> That'd be advanced skin safe technology, if you ask me, Jared. Hmm. Which is another thing that happens. Remember when, um, remember when Yokozuno sat on uh, Jake the Snake's snake? I do. You know, you know what could have. Are you sure? Or actually, I think it was no, no, it was earthquake. It was earthquake. It wasn't Yokozuno. Yeah, it was not Yokozuna. 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 Okay, well, you know what could have. Pre- 
I, I don't want to say for sure, but you know what could have maybe prevented that? Uh, that crop reviver toner, because uh, if he had crop revived his downstairs, maybe he would have had a better understanding of what he was working with underneath him. Mm. Or if he had those performance boxer briefs, Jarrett, maybe the, the breathability would have uh, really been a um, uh, a uh, um, uh, uh, Jake the Snake. You know what I mean? Right. You, you know what I mean, Jarrett? You, you so, think the the blades that like just do such an amazing job of crafting downstairs. It's like a, it's like a diamond. It's like a diamond cutter. Oh, a diamond Dallas cutter potentially. And I mean, it's with their proprietary skin safe technology, Jared, it's going to help reduce nicks, snags and tugs. And I mean, when you're in a cage match, you don't want any hair. Oh, <sighs> No. Like come that, out because that, that could take a, a whole a whole lot more than just the hair. It's, you can see some surface uh, abrasions going on there. Oh, there's going to be Unsight, abrasions. Unsightly. Yeah, if, if you're not be. if you're not using Manscaped. If you're not going to, and here's a here's a good example of a, a gentleman who I believe was not using Manscaped. I haven't told this story before. Uh, one time I was at a gym, Jarrett, which doesn't happen very often. So this is an old story, and I was in the change room, and a gentleman came in out of the shower and he was uh he had a towel on and uh, he removed his towel and you know you you don't you don't try to look but i was like okay here's a guy um and uh what he's he did, letting her rip he's letting her rip and uh what he did was uh he put his shirt on first oh before <laughs> his underpants. underpants and you know what that kind of confidence i think that only comes with the performance package Jared. That's a man who knows what he wants. Now, I can't say for sure if he was or not, but uh, the confidence that this man showed in front of me, and I got to tell you, I, I've never seen anything like it. Not since, not never before. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think it's a confidence that only a, a hygiene routine that Manscaped can bring you uh, can uh, instill in a person. Travel big. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else can we talk about here? Weed whackers. Um, weed whackers. It's good for your nose hairs. That guy used how, it. How, so how how often have you been using yours, uh, RJ? I used my weed whacker this morning, Jared. And man, let me tell you, that thing reduces uh, snags, uh, tears, and nicks. Do you, you know do, what I mean? Do you like really shove it up in there? Just like ah. Getting... No, I just kind of hit it in the front. Okay. And then I I, I use it on my ears too. Uh, I got some bramble ears, Jared. Damn, some that's bramble a, ears. That's weird. Because as you've noticed, I am uh, I, I I have a lot of hair. It's just not where I want it anymore. Oh, yeah. RJ's it's, RJ's it's uh, uh, gesturing to the top of his head because I yeah. saw I, I was I felt real bad for my co-host yeah. here. Yeah, Jarrett uh, Jarrett saw uh, what I'm working with up top, and it is not friendly anymore. But uh, let's just say the hair is relocating, but in a spot I don't want. So uh, yeah, <laughs> his ears, his, my ears. But so guess what? Weed, weed whacker. Manscaped understands. Yes, they do. What else do they know, Jarrett? Uh, they got two words for you. <laughs> what is it? Insert code. Or how about creeps? Creeps uh-huh. at checkout. Get that 20% off. Tell Free them, shipping. Tell them we sent you by putting that code in. Free shipping worldwide. 
Um, and unlock your confidence. Oh, uh, get 20% off free shipping with code creeps at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping at manscaped uh, and use code creeps. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Manscaped. Is this, is this could be the end of Manscaped, RJ? Well, for potentially. I mean, well, it depends how many people use the code, I guess. Uh, yeah. Maybe they've, we, uh... Man, Manscaped uh, said that they, they, they uh, fully support full transparency. So uh, if enough people use that code, it's going to be a, a full thing. And if not enough people didn't use it, then uh, guess what? That's the end of uh, our short run sponsorship, I That's suppose. Right. That's right. So we'll, and, we'll and, see. And never to be spoken of ever again. Probably not. Yeah. Someone will bring it up like once in and 20 then, years. And then it'll be redacted. Oh, yeah. yeah. In, because insert it, code. Insert code. And we'll just say, hey, listen, that deal is void, buddy. Yeah, that's right. Well, it will be void. Void. I, I'm sure they'll still take your money. I mean, they'll, they'll take it they'll, they'll, they'll sell you some real nice underpants you can put on last. Uh, well, have you have you ever seen that kind of move? Putting on underpants second? Like I mean, like, and it was a, it was a button up shirt too. It wasn't a t shirt. <laughs> Maybe they it was a button up that so, he did every button so, on. So, okay, so he was like uh, Pooh Bear in it. Yeah, yeah, but it's like his priority it. wasn't the peen, which is that's a, that's a move. It's a move. It's a mindset. Yeah. Maybe he's uh, putting out some vibes. Oh, he was putting out something. All right, <laughs> mm-hmm. Jarrett. Yeah, so you're man you're vibes, man vibes. TM. So uh, are you gonna? I don't know if buffets are back now. Are buffets back? Are you gonna hit a buffet? Uh, what? Uh, At Vegas? Mm, I don't know. What about like one of those all you can eat seafood deals? All you can eat seafood deals. That sounds like a mistake. I know a guy who did it, and I'm not lying. I'm not gonna share his personal information. You don't know him. But uh, he uh, he went to one of those all you can eat seafood things at, in Vegas, and he had like seven plates or something, and uh, he uh, had an accident in the bed that night, Jarrett, and not a good one. Right, right, right down the leg. No, no, he full on shit in that bed, and they had to like call <laughs> like downstairs. He shit in the bed. Yeah, from all that seafood he ate. Well, I mean, was he anticipating this? Was it was this a shirt? No, no, like he full on just shit his shit all over the bed. This is an individual I know. It's not someone I know personally, yeah. but it is an individual that I know. So yeah, he shit the bed. And, he shit the uh, bed. Yeah, like a full on, full full big boy. And uh, yeah, he blamed the all you could eat seafood buffet. Okay. Was that the culprit? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So do you think? Uh, do you think people want a road report? On um, I don't know uh, wrestling in like two weeks time. By then, no, by then, in? by then, no one will care. Well, they might. But Do I mean, and, and, and uh, heads up, folks, Sam Loveland is going to be on the podcast in two weeks. What? That's right. Spoilers. Well, give give you, he... give you something to look forward to. Hell, you could even just end this episode and uh, tune out for a while. Tune out. Well, I mean, uh, if. If a uh, love machine uh, makes can can do it, maybe he can meet you in Vegas, and then you guys would we would really have something to talk about. Really talk about something to really talk about. Yeah, next time, Jared. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a humdinger. Yeah, I mean it should be like all right. Yes. What are you gonna do without me? 
Uh, I'll probably sit in a chair and relax. <laughs> smile for the just first smile, time. smile, and I'll just say, hey, it's Wednesday, and I feel great. Yeah. You know what I mean, Jeremy? No, I didn't want to watch any French cinema. Oh, God. I might just watch it for fun now that the obligation is ah, off. You know? For fun. Back, back <laughs> for to fun. watching movies for fun. No, I would never do that. No. Um, no, I found I've I've been getting real sleepy on Wednesdays now. So uh, once in a while, I'll, I'll have like a 20 minute nap before we mm-hmm. have to do this. So maybe next week I'll just I'll just have an actual nap and I, I won't have to wake up for anything. And it'd be beautiful. It'd be beautiful. You know what I mean? Sure. He knows what I mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. So I don't know. I will likely do nothing, which will be nice. And you will be uh, reeling from that um, all-you-can-eat buffet, I suppose, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The all-you-can-eat buffet of life. Well, what would you get at the buffet of life? Silence. Mm. Dead, dead silence. I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Okay. Like, do whatever feels right, man. You want to read some... Shall I read some emails? Yeah, why don't you read some emails there, Jarrett? Okay. Well, you hit it? first of all, we got one from Oliver Granger. Uh-oh. <laughs> Venom, Venom, Venom in him. Nice. Dear RJ... Oh. <laughs> This is going to be out of context because I am playing Criterion Creep Catch-Up, but shut the fuck up about Venom until you watch Venom 2. <laughs> Cheers. Venom, Venom, Venom. I, I watched the first one. I'm allowed to talk about it. Uh, you, you watch the, did you watch that trailer? For Venom 2? Yeah. No, I've seen stills. Okay. I've seen stills well, of what's going RJ, on in that thing. you've got two weeks. To what? Watch Venom 2. <sighs> I'd rather not watch it and keep bugging Oliver Granger (laughs) and just keep saying Venom, Venom. This this is the problem. When you try to tell RJ not to do things. Or to do something. What am I going to do, Jared? If you tell me to do something, what what is my... You know me pretty well. Now, what am I going to do if you tell me to do something? You're going to fucking do it is what you're going to do. Not if it's Venom, Venom. I don't care if you do that. Yeah, but now thanks, Oliver. Now, now we get to hear RJ talk about it even more. Venom. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm nonstop <laughs> going to talk about it now. So what, what, Oliver's your, ruined it for you, everyone. You ruined it for everybody. Yeah, which great, I mean, he should have saw coming. Yeah, everyone knows my deal. Mention something, I'll never and I'll never stop. Mm-hmm. It's like a steel cage. Oh yeah, for baby. annoying things. Well, yeah. What what else would you use that for? Yeah. Knowledge? Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here with that knowledge. Mm-hmm. Venom. You want to hear from Keegan Day? Keegan Michael Key? Does he got Venom? With an email entitled Gold Nuggets. Uh-oh. Hey, Creepers. There's a thing we have in Australia. What? I don't know. You guys probably have them over there, too. But Markets. Where it's like an open area on grass or a parking or a car parking or sorry, a car park. And people have their stalls and sell their stuff. Sometimes there will be a guy with some plastic boxes full of old DVDs, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like bins. Usually they're full of some shit like old Barbie movies. But if you really look through them, you can find some 
gold nuggets. One time, a guy had all the Scanners movies, including Scanner Cop 1 and 2, and another place had American Graffiti, Cyborg, and this 1990 movie that I don't think gets sold anywhere else called The Willies. Ooh, let's check out The Willies. You don't know The Willies? I think I, I think I know about The Willies. It gives you The Willies. My question is, what are the best or strangest finds you guys have gotten from cheap DVD bins or boxes, whether it be at Market or uh, OP Shop or anywhere like that? Uh, It's an interesting question. So I've never really um, gone like rummaging, rubbish shopping, I guess. Like, -hmm. like, you know, we have like, you know, the... Garage sales, I guess, but I don't. I have. I don't have big flea markets. Yeah, we don't have a flea market. There's like the farmers market, but I don't think there's people selling uh, dividends that way. But we do. We do have pawn shops. We do have pawn shops. Yeah, and sometimes you can find some uh, some good stuff, like weird out of print stuff that sometimes uh, kind of break through, and no one Mm -hmm. realizes like, oh. This DVD is going for like $150 online because it's it, this, some obscure MGM thing that like was in print for like two months and then they lost the rights and now it's buried. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've, I mean, I used to score stuff like that all the time, but now that like Kino puts out so many Blu-rays and like that kind of stuff, it's like, eh, do I, I don't really, and, and plus like the, the DVD boom has long passed, I guess. And mm-hmm. now it's like waiting for the the hardcore collectors to die and then their par- their family members go what the fuck am i supposed to do with this shit and uh mm-hmm. and then they just go uh, get get rid of it and then guys will snatch it up and go yeah i'll sell this for a dollar where are they gonna sell it for a dollar i don't know online <laughs> facebook marketplace yeah okay 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 yeah i mean i'm sure we have flea markets in canada we just don't have any here where we live, so we definitely don't have anything like that. I know I've bought, like, at conventions and stuff, DVDs that just had the titles of the movies written on them. Ooh. I've done that before. You ever done that? I have not. I did it once, like, a long time ago. It was it was okay. Was it rewarding, though? No, it wasn't very good. I know, uh, you know who does that quite a bit is, uh, Corpse. Corpse does a lot of, uh, like, bin diving. That sounds right. That sounds like, uh, Corpse business. I think he's, uh, found some pretty good stuff, uh, in there once in a while, but, yeah, Corpse is a big bin diver. You know about bin diving? I I do. Yeah? Yeah. Corpse. My my, my favorite is working at a retail store that does kind of sell collectibles and then guys come in wanting to bin dive and you go uh no you say nah there's nothing in those that we missed no there's been like well that's the thing is like you can miss stuff and it's like this is all these people are looking for mm. they're just looking to like rip you off <laughs> like oh they, I see. And, but when they say that they're they're wanting some specific thing like that you're just like mm-hmm. no nah, i'm good like no we don't because yeah th- these uh, just in, in the last week that I'm in at the at the comic shop, uh, I've had one guy just like, "Where's your cheap comics?" And I guess like, "No, there is no such thing, my friend." Said not anymore, pal. There's there was like there used to be cheap comics that were a buck, and yeah. now online you look and you're like, "Oh, 
this thing that shouldn't be worth like even 50 cents is now going for $12 because some YouTube channel talked about it like a couple mm. months ago and everyone's like, oh man, it's going to be a hot, it's a hot comic. Is is that all it takes? Uh, yeah. If, you, if you're like kind of minor cartoonist figures, you can uh, talk about how great crappy comics sometimes are and then people go oh uh, people want to want to get a copy of that and they're like the, and these same people say yeah these are great if you can get them for a dollar and then there's people like well, i'm gonna buy them for a dollar and sell them for 10 bucks <laughs> and you just go oh, i want you to die <laughs> so i i find this interesting because i have a comic that i think is very underappreciated and we have a platform so like you know, you remember um, Villains Months? You remember uh, Joker's Daughter, mm-hmm. Jarrett? Like, uh, I think that was a very underappreciated comic. I think that thing should be worth, like, hundreds, potentially. Hundreds? If not more? What, what do, do you do, think? Do, do, uh, do you remember her uh, character name? Was it uh, Drumroll or something? Du- or? Duella Dent. <laughs> Duella Dent, the Joker's Daughter. Well, who could forget such a character like that? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was one of the finest that we've... I mean, we're still talking about it, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, after this podcast airs, do you think the price of that is going to just skyrocket? Absolutely. Yeah. How many copies do you have at the, the store? Uh, I have not no enough? Idea. Not enough. They, they all got s- snatched up. My, yeah. I don't blame them. Well, it's like now that like anytime a, some minor new character shows up in a TV show, people are like, oh, it's going to be, it's hot. Got to get a copy. Got to get it slabbed. 200 bucks. How much is Naomi worth? Because she got a full TV show. Uh, Quite a bit, actually. Because that yeah, was But the TV comic. show got canceled. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, welcome to, like, don't, don't buy things for these reasons, people. Hey, this could go in the news section, but did you hear about that Seth Green thing yesterday? Uh, nope. So uh, Seth Green had a TV show about an NFT that he bought, about a Bored Ape NFT, but he lost it in a phishing scam, and now they can't do the TV show anymore. So it seems like this kind of fits into the speculation world Oof. of uh, buying things. Yeah, it looks like actually that Naomi number one has uh, slid. Well, I mean, it's still like, People are trying to sell for like $180 US, which is for a 9.8. Do you like how for... I do do you like how I do that voice? What is that your grading voice? But then there's a listing. Naomi number five. CGC 9.8. First printing. First Zumbado Naomi in costume. Fire. TV show. 30 bucks. <laughs> What's a Zumbado? I don't know. Zoom Zumbado? I don't know. Zumbado? Convention edition. Yeah, people are just buying these things because see, people they speculate. Oh, maybe the show's gonna be great and it's gonna be amazing. But then it's like, oh, it just turns like a thing that you say buy for ten bucks after market, then you get it graded. That's like thirty to forty bucks. So now you're like hoping to double your money, I guess, to some other person, and then they kind of trade it amongst other people who give a shit about whether or not they're graded. Yeah, it's nonsense. What about uh, while we're on it? Because I, I know what you mean. What about the Declan Sh- uh, Shelby, uh, Sh- Shelby Moon Knights? Because I actually have those. Uh, That's I, a TV I'm, show I'm sure they're like a, you know 10 bucks or something like that. Which, I mean, the comic was probably like $3. And now it's more dollars. More dollars? Because weren't those uh, Warren Ellis comics? Those were Warren Ellis. And I, I actually have them. I don't believe I, I unloaded those on you. Oh. I believe I kept those. Oh, boy. Maybe I kept the wrong ones. Uh, 
Let's see here. Uh, well, someone's trying to sell a CGC graded number one for $150. Yeah. That's uh, $149 for a Scotty Young for graded version. Ones? Second print ones, like 9 bucks for a 9.2. That's the thing is like the grade has to be so high. I'm sure yeah. like right now looking at these things, it's not a great idea. Oh, number three is like 7 bucks raw. 8 oh, bucks okay. raw. I mean, they're like $10. Roar. They're all like $10 a piece. Okay. Know, minimum. So I mean, are you interested? I have uh, I, I have like oh buddy, I one bought, to thirty. I, I bought them so. all. Oh yeah. Bit, do you hey, still have them, or does insurance own them? Well, no, I have them. Those are mine. Oh okay. Mine. Oh. No, I'm those those yeah. were yeah those were not safe. Those were fine. But I oh yeah because remember when Brian Wood? Wow, Moon Knight. What a run! So you had um, Warren Ellis who has been canceled. Yeah. Brian Wood who's been canceled. <laughs> Uh, and and guess who uh, topped off the the series of the was his, the fifth series of was Moon it Knight. Colin Bun potentially correct ah oh, yes I I know a good bun you know what I mean Jared I I always can smell a Colin Bun comment oh he can smell from you anywhere too. I think I said Col- Colin Bung which I think is uh... <laughs> apropos <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah Colin Bun I think that's what I stopped reading Moon Knight. But you know, Colin then, Boone. I remember uh, Jeff Lemire's uh, Moon Knight with the I great, do. Great, great Smallwood. Yeah, I think I got a couple of them. Got a couple. I think number but, three. Uh, I, I like the cover for number three. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's got nothing on the uh, the unteens though. Let me tell you, <laughs> you the uh, unbelievable you, unteens. You, you tell me about it. Well, it's unbelievable. They're they're like teens, but not. That's that's crazy, isn't that isn't that a good sell? Mm-hmm. I imagine is how they sold it. What were we talking about before? Um, I don't know. I think oh wait, emails, emails, yeah, and Venom, Venom. Speak speaking of uh, dirt bags that come into comic book stores, Sugarhead Uh-oh. wrote in. Oh dear, oh dear. Uh, with an email entitled "Let's Go Oilers." Ooh. Hi, okay. hi, Gert and Reg. <laughs> Your friendly neighborhood sugarhead checking in. This mm-hmm, week mm-hmm. I watched Old. It's about a beach that makes you old. You guys hear about this one? <laughs> I I saw the poster. I saw it said M. Night Shyamalan, and I went, I bet that movie is about people becoming old all of a sudden. <laughs> and I guess that's what it's about. Ooh. Terrific. <laughs> While it's only 108 minutes long, it sure did feel like I was going to be much older when this was done. Boy, <laughs> mm-hmm. did that suck. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. It doesn't sound good. I mean, that sounds Sorry. that sounds cool. It's about a beast that makes you old. I mean, it sounds like a Ray Bradbury story, but it'd be like a like a five page Ray Bradbury story that's like at the back end of the like the collection that no one buys. You, you know what I mean? And even Bradbury himself would be like, yeah, I, I thought there was something there, but couldn't really do much with it. Old. Know what didn't suck? What? Justin Peterson on the show last week. That oh. was pretty cool. Not nice. not a fan of the liberal use of the hard R. <laughs> but everything else was A-OK. Nice. Nice. Well, yeah. uh, Jarrett was he, a fan. He, he was calling people Reese. That's just what people were mm. clear. Is that South Carolina accent? Yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. I follow. 
when prompted on the show, I said I didn't want any feud with Sam number one. That was before he revealed to me that he is a Flames fan. Which I find bizarre. That, but you know. (laughs) Now I'm proposing we we reclassify the Sams and have a new ranking. Sam Sanchez forever. Wow. Total shift, eh? So Sam Sanchez is getting a push. Wow. All because of the Flames, too. I mean, I I don't know. I don't understand why Sam Lemlin would be a Flames guy. I don't really get it, but I don't know. I, I Have you been watching the hockey, Jarrett? I know you like sports. With sports? the playoffs in full swing, let's talk hockey movies. Oh. I know we're all big Mighty Ducks boys, but are mm-hmm. there any others that come to mind as all-timers? Enjoy the romer, fellas. Sweetly, Sugarhead. So sweet. So sweet. I know Jared's a big hockey guy. I know Jared's a big slap shot guy for sure. Because that's a Canadian treasure, right, Jared? Even though it's not Canadian? No, but it's uh, beloved by Canadians. Because they're dumb. No, hockey slap shot's good. Yeah, slap shot is good. That song. Which one? The slap shot song? Yeah, see, you're a big slap shot guy. It, it's um, um when you when you watch it, you kind of go, huh? They sure play that song a lot. Mm-hmm. Man, there's a real lack of uh, hockey movie lists on uh, yeah. Letterboxd here. I'm, I'm not surprised. I mean, all we got is Miracle, um, Goon, Goon. I've seen Goon. It was okay. Yeah. Goon was okay. Uh, Mystery Alaska. That's a, a decent D- one. Does it have Goon Two? Last of the Enforcers. Uh, I think I have seen Goon 2 as well. What about Breakaway? Uh, I th- think I've seen Breakaway. What about, what about Slapshot 2 with Stephen Baldwin? Yeah, you ever I, seen that one, Jared? I, I did not. What about Slapshot 3? Oh, the, with Grayson Holt, of course. The Junior League. Uh, of course, of course. What about MVP, Most Valuable Primate? Jared, have you ever seen that one? Um, so apparently the love guru comes up number two on ice hockey comedies, ice hockey. Uh, I mean, Mike Myers is a big hockey guy. He's a big, uh, Leafs boy, but, uh, I have a hard time believing that that's a purely hockey movie. I have seen Jarrett. Here's a movie I I didn't realize I'd seen that I can mark off as logged is uh, The Rocket, the legend behind Rocket Richard. You know about Maurice Richard, Jarrett? Uh, It rings a bell. He was was a Habs guy, and he was a rocket. He was fast, but he was plagued by injury. What about Le Boys from 1997? Le Boys? It's not my favorite. It's not my favorite. What about uh, from 2017, Indian Horse? Uh, it, it was actually, it was a darling of film festivals across Canada. I've wanted to see that. It's in the uh, indigenous section of Crave, and I, I have it saved, but I've never watched I it. I see it explores disturbing issues that other hockey movies dare not touch. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like, well, like, I mean, I well, know what, what Indian horses what, well, but man. what other hockey movies are going to have stuff like that? The, the story follows the life of Saul, a young indigenous Canadian boy growing up in the corrupt, racist, and abusive Canadian Indian residential school system. 
What a mm-hmm. damn. Yeah, that's what Indian horse is about. I mean, it's like I said, it sounds good, but uh, when when they say that other hockey movies won't go near, like, is Goon 2 supposed to be about residential schools as well? Because I don't think it would fit. Yeah. I feel like people would think it was a little disingenuous, you know? How many times have you seen Miracle? Miracle? Like, once. Okay. I, I, I didn't care about Miracle. But, yeah, actually, the list I'm looking at, number one is The Rocket. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a good show. The Rocket. Oh, baby. Oh, Venom. It's a good uh, Canadian Venom movie. You what know about what I mean? uh, Friends of Eddie Coyle? That's got hockey in it. I don't believe I'm familiar with that, Jared. One day will be. It's in the collection. No, I'm. It's not. It's pretty good. Ooh, ooh. Here's another one I can uh, log. The sweater, which we talked about when Sugarhead was on here. You know about the sweater, Jarrett? The uh, cartoon. Let's take the a sweater. Look. Oh yeah, the NFB thing, right? Yeah, you've definitely seen that. Every every person who grew up in Canada has seen the sweater. Every single person ever. 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 Just like Goon and Slapshot. Every every Canadian has seen it. Uh, yeah, I um, if I have seen this, it doesn't ring a bell. The sweater? Yeah. The it's like ten minutes. You should watch it. It's like ten minutes long. Go check out Goon. Uh, anyway, we're not uh, talking about Goon. The sweater. I mean, one of the reviews for this is liking sports is basically nationalism. Send tweet. Log off. This I, is, this uh, is cute though. Though. Uh, oh, here's a good list uh, by Matthew Rembold. Uh, this popped up when I searched hockey, and it's, uh, quotes, I'm not wearing hockey pads. Uh, and that's the list. Okay. It's just Batman movies. But uh, I like how he phrased that. It's good. So how many times have you watched Goon today? Zero times. Never seen it. What about Slapshot 2 with Stephen Baldwin? Never seen it. What? Okay, so what about Youngblood? Because it's got Rob Lowe, Patrick Swayze, Cynthia Gibb. This is a hockey movie, allegedly. Hmm. A skilled young hockey prospect hoping to attract the attention of professional scouts is pressured to show that he can fight if challenged during his stay in a Canadian minor hockey town? This sounds like Goon. I think, I think the fact that... Uh, I've, I think I've, Swayze's the Goon. Well, all I'll say is... Uh, I've said this before. The fact that fighting... <laughs> It's like in hockey is yeah. really stupid. Jared, it's, it's it's tradition. <laughs> it's like but it's really dumb. It's if what 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 does what purpose does it serve? Do you know about male bonding? <laughs> Assault? <laughs> well, yeah, nothing better to uh, bond over than uh, assault. Ah, I see. Wait, wailing yeah. away on dudes. <laughs> Just wailing and wailing. Do you know what Goon oh, is about, oh, Jared? Is it a real Donnybrook? <laughs> I, well, uh, well, did you did you look at what the movie Goon is about? Do you know like the term Goon? Yeah, I for know. Hockey? I, yeah, I, I do. Okay, go, go, the movie is about fighting. Yeah, you should watch it. Well, that's like Slapshot though too. Yeah, but this one's about a guy who doesn't really want it. He's just like a like Sean William Scott's just supposed to be a nice guy, and he's like kind of slow. But he's good at fighting, so they make. I mean, Slapshot's kind of like that, I guess, with the the brothers. No, yeah. hockey, hockey. Want to hear from Jacket Football? Justin Peterson. Yeah, what's he up to? He's got an email, and he's back in email form. Ah, not ice hockey form. Kidman, gross pranks. 
I just forgot, Jared. You and me are both really dumb. What? Do you not know what one of the best hockey movies ever made was? What? Happy Gilmore. Oh, come on. Starts off on a hot in on, in a rink. It's all about hockey. He's got a hockey golf club. You know, that's not. Okay, so what's Peterson up to? Hey, Jared and RJ, what's happening? Thanks again for being such kind and wacky hosts, as always, for my fourth guest appearance on the show. Goat movie question. As I might have mentioned that last week, I was itching to finally check out Robert Eggers' The Northman, and it did not disappoint by oozing with plenty of Viking badassery. Kind of interesting to see Nicole Kidman in there, so what are her best movies? I feel like saying Dogville and Killing of a Sacred Deer before RJ gets the chance to chime in about Paddington again. Well, Jarrett, if there was if there was a movie that was almost up to the Venom standard, it would probably be Paddington. Do right. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Sacred Deer is a very, very good movie. Nicole Kidman's in it a bit, but Paddington is Paddington, Jarrett. You know about Paddington? I know. Paddington, Paddington 2. Did you see a, a spirit gamer Hideo Kojima's tweet yesterday? I did not. Okay, I'll send that to you as you're looking up uh, some uh, kid comments. I actually, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I think her best movie is The Others, which is, uh, is a pretty good movie, to be honest. Like her best performance, the best movie she's in is maybe Paddington, but her best performance is probably the others this will be another opportunity uh, opportunity for me to say that people should watch dead calm uh oh the i can't though because i already missed it you can still watch it no because i if i didn't watch it when we watched the criterion one i can't watch it now you remember, know what i mean remember when people really like moulin rouge uh yeah i um I I do remember when people really liked Moulin Rouge. Well, uh, what was it? Doesn't Boz Lerman have a new movie out? And I think it's like Con. Oh, it's not Con. The the reviews just hit Twitter. I as I was logging on to find this uh, Spirit Gamer thing, I, I I'm seeing people are uh, saying it is an absolute pile of shit. No. They're saying this is uh remember that Freddie Mercury movie they made? They're saying and that was like real bad. They're like this one's even more indulgent. So. You know, well, you know, I I feel like uh, Twitter uh, is probably the Elvis of social media when it comes to movies. The, mm. the discussion of movies, it the is discourse so bad, so bad. I mm. I can't I can't even believe the things that pop up on my feeds. Um, people like either talking about how bad things are or recommendations. And it's just like so disconnected from anything, and it's all about engagement. What do you know about engagement, Jared? Nothing. What What's uh, our engagement uh, activity z- like? Negative. Negative engagement. That's right. No, I reply to stuff sometimes. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I'm uh, I'm sending Jared a collection of tweets. Yeah, here. You, you've been sending me all sorts of shit here, and it keeps lighting up my screen. It's very distracting. I gotta try. I'm gonna turn it over. I'm not gonna look. You're you're gonna have to look. What about because it's Nic- very what, relevant. What about Nicole Kidman's role in Batman Forever? Do you remember? Uh, her, do she's you remember, good in that do, movie. Do, do you remember her character's name? Um. So this I'm is not looking. So, no, yeah. 
this is one of these things where uh, an example of Twitter morons who are like, you can't even name the character's first name. That's how bad it was, or something like that. Or yeah, like you know, Avatar. <laughs> it's like, uh, like I don't fucking know what a lot of characters' Jake names Sully. are. Yeah, Doctor Jake Sully was a Nicole no, uh, character. Nicole Kidman's character. It was something like Meredith or Beverly. It was something. It's pretty like close, that. actually. It was something like uh, Mer- something Chase. Meredith Chase. Oh, you're so close. <laughs> you're so oh. you're so close. You're like you're like uh, one word off, like kind of thing. Miriam like, Chase. Oh, oh no! You, wait, wait. Want to hear it? You're no, so, you're so fucking close. I'm, Jared, Jared can t- say I'm not looking at my computer. I got my hands up. It's something like it's something like Meredith Chase. But flip, so flip that. Chase Meredith. Close. It's like two letters off. Fuck. No. Okay, you got to tell me. I I can't. I can't remember. Chase Meridian. Oh. <laughs> it's like ah. Oh. Oh, it's so close. I, I, would, I, I the... mean, I would have never, ever, ever guessed that because I don't. I uh. I know. Cause I know you're a big fan. I am. You know what I busted out this weekend was my Batman Forever mugs, my McDonald's ones. Ooh. We had our our first you get, you guests over, so you busted out the the <laughs> fine dining. <laughs> we did. It was the first guest we have ever had over. It's one of my good buddies, him and his wife, and uh, um, they're like, "Do you have any like fun cups?" And I was like, "I do have fun cups." One second, I do and fun so, cups. I do fun cups. Here's here's yeah, my I... Jurassic Park pail. <laughs> I, I have one of those two kind of, but yeah, she's good in uh, as Chase Meriden. She is uh, Meridian and whatever. She's good in Batman Forever. You haven't seen the others yet, right? Or you have seen what? I'm sorry. Now I'm looking at your Paddington shit. Oh. That, that actual Hideo Kojima's posted. Oh no, yeah, that's the Spirit Gamer though, Jarrett. Oh, Hideo Kojima is the Spirit Gamer. Oh, see, I was confused. Yeah, no, no, no. I was. Uh, I'm talking about actual Hideo Kojima, Spirit Gamer. Yeah, he uh, he just saw Paddington too. It made him cry. Okay. And uh, he's one of the greatest storytellers that's ever lived. Mm-hmm. Hideo Kojima, that is. Um. Anyways, what were we talking about? Yeah, the others is good. Paddington's really good, but you know, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Well, you there do? you go. Foodie talk. Mm-hmm. Food should be a fun topic that gets us craving for all kinds of yummy treats, but there are also some real bad options, at least yeah. based on our North American taste sensibilities. So I would love to hear your thoughts on this list of the top gross foods. I want to get this mm-hmm. to you. Is goblin meat on there? I hope so. <laughs> a big old can <laughs> of goblin meat. <laughs> big can of goblin meat. All right, let's see here. Oh, what are there? Is that? Are the what pictures is that? Bad? I don't know if I want to. What is that? Can you like? Oh, what? that's bat. That's a fr- okay. that's a fried fruit bat on a leaf of lettuce. Why? No, I'm not. See, this is all gonna be animal stuff. I'm not gonna like this. It, yeah, you basically. do it pre-scan. Is it all weird animal stuff? Uh, well, I mean, is durian an animal? No, durian's a fruit. That's that really disgusting smelling fruit. Yeah, it's like I, I, but, 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 but it was it was kind of alive, right? It was attached to a plant. It was attached to a plant. Yeah, it was like a it's like a fruit of something. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck is that? No, I don't look at this. Okay, 
Yeah, because the fruit bat thing alone, I was, I'm like, because mm, fruit bats are actually oh, really cute. What the fuck is this? What are you seeing? Oh, there's one that's like so vile. Oh, I, I'm not looking, so okay. you can. I'll uh, tell you. Okay, let me go through the list on Farsi's behalf. Want, yeah. Okay. First, we got bull penis. So. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's a no go. Uh, there's some uh, mega cheese. You know about? Cow- oh, I've. Cow- I've seen that and it is really gross. I don't know why people think that that's like a that that's good. I don't get the, it. The goddamn Sardinians, man. Yeah, so gross. There is a century egg. I've heard of that too. That's a big thing in China, I think, which is also gross. Like, yeah, I uh, apparently it's century uh, th- egg. Th- throughout Asia, I guess. Throughout Asia, I I I, I remember I saw it when I was in China. And, uh, like, it was no one that I was with got it because oh. it was too expensive. But oh, I was like, yeah. why would anyone want this? That's fucking gross. Okay. A delicacy throughout Asia. The century egg, also known as a preserved egg, 100-year yeah. egg, and 1,000-year egg is made by preserving duck, chicken, or quail eggs in a mixture of clay, ash, salt, quicklime, and rice hulls for several Lime. weeks to several months. Through this yeah. process, the yolk turns a dark green-gray in color and develops a pungent flavor Due to the sure. hydrogen sulfide and ammonia present, the white sure becomes a dark brown, translucent jelly with a salty flavor. It looks, it actually, it's like the most kind of like visually attractive uh, thing I've looked at. Like where you're like, that looks kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, durian is just like, yeah, it's famous for like smelling horrible. It just stinks. Yeah. I know about durian. Yeah. It's go to. Yeah. Fruit bats is fucked up. I, I didn't, I didn't see a little dead bat on a leaf those guys are so cute you ever seen a fruit bat eating a banana it is adorable <laughs> num num nums it's a okay. it's adorable uh kale pash pash uh kale oh, I, pache is, is a traditional dish common to countries including afghanistan albania armenia bulgaria and mongolia it refers to a stew made from boiled cow or sheep parts which could include oh. the head feet and stomach Variations of the dish exist from country to country. In Iran and Afghanistan, the dish is made with a sheep's head, including the brain and trotters, seasoned no with thanks. lemon and cinnamon. It's typically eaten for breakfast. Uh, I, I didn't even... Oh, sure it is. I couldn't even tell what the photo was. It's like... It's, it's so abstract. Of course it's eaten for um, breakfast. Why not? Kopi Luwak. Kopi Luwak. Um, uh, or... Oh, civet coffee. Yeah, I think that's really dumb stuff yeah. like that. I don't think it's actually good. Like, I think people are just lying to each other. Now, I'll just give you uh, the the words here, RJ. Okay. Mouse wine. Ridiculous. 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 The photo is. Oh. <coughs> uh, what, Ridiculous. Oh, what, what, is, what is this? Nato. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not familiar with that. Natto, <laughs> just oh, natto is a traditional breakfast food in Japan made from soybeans fermented with Bacillus subtilis var natto. Of course. Oh, it's just like what else would you it's use? Like goo. It's an acquired taste due to its powerful smell, strong flavor, and sticky, slimy texture. It's typically served with soy sauce, karashi mustard, and Japanese bunching onion. It's like. No. <laughs> cool. Oh, I think having these things are fake. I don't think people actually eat a lot of that stuff. Oh, God. You know? Oh, what the fuck? Oh, I don't know. What is this thing? Su Kalu Sardu. 
Sukalu Sardu. Yeah. Finally, we have Sukalu Sardu, another Sardinian cheese made in such a unique way that only a handful of companies are even allowed to produce it. It's made by taking the stomach of a baby goat, which is then tied at one end with a rope and left to mature with all its contents of mother's milk. Um, raw goat ridiculous milk. the cheese is then aged for at least two to four months and then eaten sliced uh, on bread including the stomach or fried in lard no again these are the things that horrify me about food production is someone mm-hmm. had to some, some people were like hey what happens when we do this mm-hmm. hey yeah i know it's it's gross <laughs> it's gross it's basically like how how rotten can we make this animal let's let's eat it that's all these things are. Uh, it's gross. But yeah, um, I think number the worst, the one that I'm like, what the fuck? Mouse swine mm. is. Yeah, that's gross. Horrid. A lot of these things too, like there's no way they have any value. It's just like that. It can't be good for you, like any of them. So people are gross. I don't think I have mentioned before that one of the worst things I have ordered was salmon pancakes from a cafe in Russia. I was thinking it would be something interesting, but it ended up just being a piece of slimy salmon on a pancake. I was not pleased. (laughs) Yeah, I probably wouldn't be either. Oh, salmon pancakes. I mean, I, I kind of understand the idea. You, you maybe you're like, oh, it's, maybe it's like an eggs Benedict, or like it's a, it's like a hash brown with some salmon in it. But then you just get salmon on a pancake. Yep. So that's gross. So that's that's a nice thing that Peterson did for us just now. Mm-hmm. Thanks. <laughs> so I revisited mm-hmm. Jackass the movie last night, and I'm not sure if I ever really liked much of that bro humor back then. I am especially not a fan now. So have you yeah. guys ever been big prank boys? Well, Jarrett loves Jackass. I love Jackass. Yeah, he talked about it at length. Uh, what was that, like two months ago? Yeah, maybe? I, I did the deep dive. and I, I just yeah. saw that 4.5 is on Netflix. Oh, so you're going to watch that this week? I don't know when I'm going to watch it, but I will watch it for sure. Without question. Hmm. Yeah, you should you should watch it this week. That'll be. I got you know, two weeks you, though. I got two weeks. When you get home from Vegas, that'll be the perfect thing to watch because you're gonna be brain dead. Yep. And you're gonna be tired and gel and like just t- like that'll be the perfect thing to watch when you get home. I think. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and RJ, how about you? You like you like pranks? depends i used to like them more but now i feel bad for the people who are getting pranks sometimes but it depends how um uh like how how, what it's like if it's like wholesome then i'm like okay whatever but if it's if it's like mean-spirited then i'm kind of like oh i don't like the mean-spirited stuff i don't like evil schemes jared evil schemes evil schemes you know what i mean Mm -hmm. anyways all right um I close this. I was once the victim of getting my face covered in shaving cream in my sleep while traveling with a marching oh, performance group in college. Also, at my first job at an ABC TV station, we had a full-size promo cutout poster board of Ellen DeGeneres, which often freaked people out when it was hidden in unsuspecting corners of the building. I mean, my question is, is like, well, how do you know it was just a cardboard cutout each of those times? 
are you saying that it could have been the real deal? Could have been. Could have been Ellen. I mean, what's she doing now? Not much, right? Yeah, I mean, she. I mean, she was rich, right? She could do whatever she yep. wanted. She could be just hanging out, fucking with people. Yeah. I. Uh, I mean, she could be. Yeah, I mean, I never did a shaving cream thing. Uh, yeah, like boys will be boys, you know. I did some pranking. Some some guys had eyebrows shaved I, off. Some guys had pan, like permanent marker on their faces. I I've been a part of that once in a while. I see. So you you just don't want to own, own up to your uh, your uh, transgressions. Actions. Transgressions. Yes. Is that the word you were looking for? I think, I think so. No, I'm I'm just saying. I mean, I I don't like the evil games now, but I was a boy. I grew up doing boy stuff. I didn't have oh, the fedora. I see. But, you know, boys boys will be boys, RJ. Well, I, and that's a long was, time. That's a long time ago. It's a long time ago. Jared. I, it's, it's Things not, were it's, different it's, in the nineties. It's, it's not how you remember it. It's not. It's not how I remember that. I'm sure. Be, I'm sure there's some victim that just uh, has has you in their mind, and sometimes they see you around town, <laughs> and they they go, "Oh God, it's him." I, I just want to drive my car into him, get my revenge finally, and then they just walk. Then you just walk by, and they don't do anything. They, it's kind of like when they, I see and you. Then they cry. Yeah, I do the same when I see you walking on the bully, street. Bully, bully, Baylog. Well, Fedora Duncan. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Thanks for the Venom. time, gents, and have a great show. Thank you, Justin. Mm-hmm. Venom. 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 Two more. Holy shit. I know. Uh, corpse. Oh, shit. He's back. Yeah. Hola, mi amigos. Ooh. Is it May? I can't tell. This year has uh, this year's been so much easier than the past, but just as fun. Harryhausen Ooh. was an excellent choice. Mm-hmm. Instead of Ooh. retreating to the basement and watching my trash solo, I find myself <laughs> in the living room enjoying monster movies with my family. The nice. overwhelming favorite has easily been Mighty Joe Young. My Ooh. daughter has adopted my son's King Kong toy, renamed him Jojo and brings him to daycare to show all her friends who thought Criterion Crease would be bringing families closer together. (laughs) Well, we've only been known to cause divorce and trauma in families. So this is a new one. That's good. It's good. It's good to hear. I like it. Not me. Or on another note, the last time I wrote in, I asked the boys about their experiences with testicular trauma. And what would Mm. you know? The very next week, the Creeps announced their <laughs> partnership with Manscaped. Coincidence? Or you're welcome. I'm happy I can help. I, I made my first purchase off the site this week, which was actually kind of difficult because I already have the smoothest balls around. Although oh. I'm a bit of a knicker from time to time. I yeah. also don't want my balls to taste like chemicals, if you know what I mean. So I went with the f- foot deodorant for the old work boots. Hope you guys oh. can hold on to that deal because I like all that ball talk. Creeps it real, my dudes. Love corpse heart. Wow. Well, see, he's do he's doing the work. He's uh he's putting in time and personal investment to keep that sponsorship going. And we'll see. Did it work? We even we don't know. Even we don't know. But I'm I'm glad to hear that Harry Housen's been working for his family. What do you think would also be a family? adventure for me like uh uh fred olin may isn't a family affair no no not fred but um 
Maybe. I think Roger Corman's not too bad. Yeah, Cormier would have had a few that yeah. would have fit. Like those Edgar, yeah, I think those Edgar Allan Poe's are pretty good. No, maybe not like uh, uh, if his, uh, it is an issue. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, oh yeah, I think that would be tough to talk. Oh, gosh. There's not that, yeah, there's not that many that are going to like. Uh, beat out uh, those Harryhausens and, and the their uh, hmm. their magical qualities. That's right. Uh, we've got one more. Uh, hmm. Rob Eagle with an email entitled "Now a Warning." Hello, creeps. I just remembered I've had uh, I've had experience. Of male body hair removal. A few years back, I was catching some UVs on a work friend's sun deck. She took a pic of my back and shoulders to show me how gross they looked with hair. Not very hairy at all, really. On a scale of one to Baylog, I'd rate myself a six. Oh, uh, I'm probably like a three. Well, it's hard to tell. Haired. Mm. No. Not for the first time, she suggested she use her epilator on me. Weirdly, she'd been mad keen to do me ever since she got it. Um. No, Knowing I was going out that evening, she obviously thought the shame and transparent appeal to my vanity would work. And of course, <clears throat> there's a few things. In Five there minutes later, I stood. That I feel shirtless, like you can make comments about for the procedure to begin. I'm not behind me to. with devilish enthusiasm. She but I feel like the there are a few things that you could. Innocent-looking device. It looked like an electric about. razor. Although I do know epilators. Do you know what those things do, Jerry? Her voice became ominously calm, calm eerily soothing. And she it's just a thing that goes over your body, and it, it literally just pulls. Not, uh, um, quote, it just not pulls a the hair out. Painless procedure. My shrieks like and yowls bounced off the very walls like behind me. Like the fiendish apparatus word. What? The pain or her perverse and obvious enjoyment. She calmly told me she'd started with the less painful, shorter, shorter neck hairs, and that, quote, this will probably begin to hurt a bit now. Anticipating my desire to flee, she'd cunningly done one side of my back only. I couldn't be seen in public like this, as the twisted bitch obviously knew. Knowing I was now resards, R. O. Beagle, our good friend Bagul, and electricity <laughs> struck. Well, I mean, Turn, turns yeah. out uh, I don't know. I'm not sure what the uh, carbon footprint of our podcast is, but uh, uh, it does. It demands energy, and I guess when you uh, foolishly believe that you've plugged yourself in and you are plugged mm. in but there's no power coming from that outlet uh you're gonna get find yourself in a, a touch of trouble i mean so if bagul's the skype demon what is uh the electricity demon uh, electro zaz remember remember him remember zaz i i do remember zaz what about venom mm, i don't think he's electrical based I, I don't think he likes electricity though well, you don't know. We we don't have an expert here on the show. Yeah. If only we had someone who could answer these questions for if, us. If only. If only. 
If only. <sighs> well, you didn't good like to he, he didn't like he didn't like Sonics. I don't know, Sonic attacks. Remember Who that? doesn't like Sonic? Venom. Oh yeah, Venom hates the Sonic attacks. Yeah, remember There's when, a church the, bell. Remember the, the church exactly, bell. I remember the church bell. Remember the church bell, Jared? Do you remember the church bell? Yeah. Yeah. Remember? Do you pl- think? Remember plasma? Plasma. Morbin time. Did you hear about all the Morbin time stuff? Uh, I've heard about moms for Morbius. Well, we all know about moms for Morbius, but I'm going to send you this thing that a friend of the show, Ryan Nagel, sent uh, to me today. This is uh, an official tweet, Jarrett, from an actual company. I'm going to send this to you right now. And uh, this is a real thing that really happened. Okay. Just like, oh, shit. (laughs) Can you describe what you're saying? Well, what I'm seeing is uh, this is a tweet from KFC. Mm-hmm. Morbin time, and it's uh, the colonel, and he's like half half colonel, and then the other half is Morbius. I know it's pretty terrific, isn't it? Yeah, I see that there's some age restricted content coming up here, M- multiple hits of it on uh, the KFC thing on the on the thread. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, it's Morbin time. No, man. what is your Morbius name? What's your birth month? Uh, is this one of those things that they try to get your name and then it's really just to get your social insurance number? Well, yeah, but what, so, okay, you're January, so, okay. Okay, so January. So, your Morbius name is, begins with more, and, uh, what's your zodiac sign? Capricorn. Capricorn, uh, so your last name is Bias. So oh, your So your Morbius name is more Bias. <laughs> wow. How did they? How did they find okay. something so I'll, accurate? I'll, I'll do mine. I'll do mine. So August. Yeah. So that's yeah. more. Mm-hmm. Virgo is BS. Oh shit! You're so, Morbius too. I guess so. That's cool. That's what. Damn. It, that's it's so cool that we're doing this podcast together. That's like that's really what a, that's such a weird coincidence that we're both Morbius. You know, people really write off zodiacs and stuff, but like, I mean, this is a this is exam this is proof that this, it's real. It's science. It's it's proof that it's real. I didn't know you were a Virgo. Look at you. Look at this Virgo guy over here. Big, Look at this Virgo guy. I'm such a Virgo. You're such a Virgo. I can't Are, believe is, it. Is, is Mercury in retrograde, RJ? <laughs> well, it's definitely in Morbo grade. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Morbin grade. Morbius. Morbius. Um. Yeah. So, yeah. so you're gonna watch. So you have to watch Venom two. And then and... Morbius. When well, whenever Morbius comes out, I, I feel like it might be already. It's out now, but for purchase, I'm not gonna buy that oh, fucking thing. Well, I mean, they're trying to recoup their, their costs. I know what they're trying to do, but I'm not falling for it. You know it, what I it, mean? It ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna work. Not on me. Not on my watch, pal. On on, on a podcaster's budget, I don't think so. Oh shit! You can buy it on. Apple TV for $25. Oh, is that it? Yeah. I thought it was going to be way more than that. That's totally reasonable. That's fine, yeah. I mean, for, for totally me and my whole family, the corpse family can come over. Oh, you would host the corpse for Morbin time? Yeah. Damn. Absolutely. I think, he, I think he would be pretty happy about that, to be honest. Shit, yeah. For, for Morbin time. Oof, baby. Motor. So that all being said, hey RJ, what you been creeping on this week? I mean, nothing other than oh, other than the May contractually obligated May activities. I see. 
Well, I've uh, I've watched a few episodes, RJ. Yeah. Of some X Files. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. I mean, I, I want to maybe uh, keep those under my hat. Well, I'm interested to see what you do there because you know I'm a big X man. You're an man. X. You're an X person. I am an X person, and uh, I'm a big fan. So I'm interested to see what um, what your plan is here. Jared. Well, I mean, so this is. Yeah, it would be clearly a, a rewatch for me because I've seen the first season of X-Files a lot. The question is, can I get through it all? Well, yeah, it's good watching. Yeah, some, some, some's good, some's bad. I think you're going to love it. Oh, I beg your pardon? I think you're going to love it, brother. Oh, you got any CGC graded <laughs> comics over there, <laughs> brother? <laughs> you want to have a ma- hey, buddy? You want to have a match? Do you got any Morbius <laughs> out there, brother? Uh, you know what though? Those nobody bit on Morbius. Not even those guys. They didn't bit on Morbius. They didn't bite. You know what Damn. I'm saying? He's a vampire. <laughs> Damn, that's too bad. I see what you're doing, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna indulge it. Okay. I'm not going to dodge it. So, okay, so you're watching X-Files. That's cool. That's cool. I uh, Oh, you know what? Uh, Andy and I watched, if, in case you're curious, because it's Canadian. Uh, we've been watching The Kids in the Hall. Did you dabble in that at all? Like the original or the new no, stuff? The new, the no, new, the new stuff. No, I don't care. I, I, yeah. I am one of those people that... Who didn't like Kids in the Hall? I never watched it. And oh, okay. when, I, when I went back to it later, because it was just like, I don't know, it didn't do anything for me uh, sure. as, a, as a kid. And then going back to it like way after and it was kind of like oh sketch comedy doesn't age all the time very well doesn't age quite right yeah i mean i should be the target audience for it but mm-hmm. i don't know so it's never like there's like some good there's some good bits um yep but i i it's there's not enough for me to like bother wanting to rewatch like or watch like new stuff with very like i don't know 60 year olds being funny i guess that's not my idea of a good time. I'm not going to be wa- so sixty. I'm not going to be watching them Monty Python guys uh, in their latter days either. I wouldn't watch them in their younger days either. I, I know. So we're we're in a grin there. I don't know. There was one. There was one that was really funny actually. Uh, the only one worth note is um, Dave Foley is uh, he's a radio host, but it's uh, post apocalypse, and he's it's it, the impression is that he's like the only guy left alive. But he's still doing his radio show. But he only has one record, so he just he plays it that's, over that's over the, and over again. That's it was joke. good. That's the joke. Yeah, it was a good one. It was one of the better ones. I gotta say. <laughs> okay. One of the better ones. But yeah, we we've been watching that, and uh, yeah, it's not too bad. I, I noticed that you watched some stand up. Yeah, I watched Ricky Gervais, and uh, you are familiar with Ricky Gervais. Ricky, Ricky, Ricky Gervais, or is it Gervais? He says Gervais. Wow, that there you go. There, that's it. Then. So, is that, is, is, that, is that like Stephen Colbert? Colbert? It's something like that. Something that people with a lot of money do with their names. But uh, you, you've seen some of his stand-ups, right? Uh, I'm guessing. Like, I know you know never. who he is. No? I've never, I've never seen his stand-up. Do you follow him on Twitter? Nope. Okay. Well, it's if you've seen one I, of his stand-ups, I, all I know is I like Office, and yeah. I like extras yep and that's about it i i like ricky gervais and uh, i've seen a few of his stand-ups um this one is pretty decent but i will say if you've seen a ricky gervais stand-up 
you've seen most of the Ricky Gervais stand-ups. Do you know what I mean? I hear you. There's not really anything new here. It's pretty much, pretty much what you'd expect. So it is what it is at this point. I think it is what it so, is. It's not bad or anything. It's just same as what he's done before. So nothing okay. new. Okay. All right. Nothing new. Wow. Hot diggity dog. Um, so, we have a wiener. Uh, yeah, so I guess uh, at this point, we're going to throw over to our Patreon exclusive content what? where we're going to begin. This is a, a changing things up a little bit. We're going to be doing the first half of May Harryhausen for the, for the fans, the real fans. For the kids? The Patreons. Well, we've given them four years of it for free, and I believe our Fred Olin Ray, uh, Fred Olin May, was our most listened to ever with six listeners. So, uh, yeah. so the, you fa- if you want to get in on that exclusive content, yeah, you know where to find us. Yeah, that's you know where, where to find that's us. where it's going to be. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I'll, I'll find some sweet music to play as an interlude here. And, what kind? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, nothing said. I haven't even be, I haven't even begun to look. I would look right now. rip this bitch yeah let's do it just like we did with that patreon episode oh oh wow <laughs> recording you <Yep>. say <laughs> yeah patreon check it out harryhausen it's Man. uh it's me i mean these harryhausen films might not have the most complicated of uh you know sensuality going on for that we could really like Mall over like a Fred Olin Ray or a mm. or a Charles Band film, but uh, not yet. You haven't hit or yet. or even a a cough man. A cough man. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Well, just wait. Guanji's still to come. Sensuality. Let me tell you. Oh yeah. Sensuality. You like cowboys and dinosaurs? Uh. I like cowboys and dinosaurs. What about cowboys and aliens? Holy cow. Well, I guess people have to sign up to the Patreon to learn about that and uh, about Egg Wars of Gulliver and why Jarrett just might have it as his movie of the year. Movie pick. Movie pick of the year. But you have to listen to the episode to find out. For confirmation. For confirmation. Because I said may. Not actually. Just may. Um, I yes. don't know if you've noticed. Is it unusually windy? Yeah, it is, and it sucks ass, man. Okay, yeah. I'm trying to water my fucking gigantic garden that I have, and the water just blows in the wind, and then it dries up in two seconds, and I'm like, oh, everything's gonna die now. That's cool. Um, I'm not. You know? I, I got a. I got news for you, RJ. What about? Um, this is a Twitter post from uh, cartoonist Michael Cooperman. Okay. I've seen the first episode of Obi-Wan and it's incredible. Obi spends the whole hour masturbating on a bed and responding <laughs> to texts from his horny fans. 
Uh, Obi. <laughs> Obi. You know, Obi-Wan. Obi. The whole that hour. Sounds, I mean, that does sound good. I don't know how many beds we've seen in Star Wars, actually. Mm, not enough? Not enough. Hey, I heard that they might have Jokerified Obi-Wan. Is that is that oh. potentially true? Oh, Do you re- Can you tell people about uh, the Jokerification of uh, Obi-Wan? Uh, can I? I don't know. I sent you that thing. What did it say? It was like, it's like Joker meets Logan. And you're just like, is it? Oh, yeah. I already (laughs) put that out of my mind. Well, yeah, because you don't want to get Jokerified yourself. Oh, my my goodness. Here's here's something. Um, There's uh, someone posted a list of the longest con standing ovations by minutes. Uh, what's the longest one? Let me see if I can guess the movie. What's the longest standing ovation? You'll you'll never guess, I don't think. Do I, is it Crash? Nope. nope. Okay, let me guess the minute count. Uh, 21 minutes. Wow, that's pretty good. Pretty close. Yeah? 22. <laughs> okay, let me get another guess then. Okay. Uh, was it a Best Picture winner? Nope. It is directed by a person who has going on to have a best picture winner but not for that film correct okay here's my guess a 22 standing minute 22 minute standing ovation for gulliver's travels venom is it venom it's not it's not it's it's uh pan's labyrinth oh for real yeah Allegedly. Yeah, I would, I would have this never is, guessed. This that. is an allegedly. Yeah. I would have never guessed. What's the second one? Uh, according to this, Fahrenheit 9 11. No, that can't be true. Followed by at 18 minutes, apparently. Cons isn't real. Mon, uh, <laughs> mud. Oh, I've seen mud. There's uh, no way mud got a standing ovation. But Neon Demon did for 17 Jesus minutes. Christ. Uh, but what so about just all bad movies? Uh, well, I mean, Glorious Bastards is on this list. Yeah, uh, but the artist got an extra minute. Oh, I see. I think the this is because what Cronenberg's uh, new movie got like six minutes. Six minutes. Well, fuck, that's like such a scam. That's the like walkout thing. Oh, that's that's oh, man. I mm-hmm. I hate that so much. It's so dumb. I think someone asked Cronenberg about that. He's like, "Do you think people will walk out?" He's like, yeah, "He's prob- like, yeah, I hope so." Yeah, probably. He's like, yeah, if they want to. That's Cronenberg, though. No. He don't. He don't. He don't give a frig. No I fr- just saw no Crave actually just uploaded a ton of Cronenberg films, Jared. A couple Ooh. I haven't seen actually. Maps to the Stars. Oh. Potentially. Hey, here's news for you. Uh, Ari Aster's new A24 film clocking in at three and a half hours long. Ah, good. Because mm-hmm. if there's anything we wanted more of Ari Aster, it's more minutes in his films. That's just, yeah, it's just fucking absurd. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix is in this, and that's cool, but three and a half hours short. His movies that were two and a half hours were too long by an hour. So yeah, it's, yeah. That's ridiculous. Yep. Absolutely ridiculous, Jarrett. 
So that's news. Cool. And uh, let's move right along. All right. Well, we got two movies to talk about. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. We don't even have one movie to talk about. That's true. <laughs> you know. Well, after the break. Um, Stuff. Let's um, let's course some women, RJ. How? I don't know. Make them feel bad about themselves. Oh, is that an effective method? I don't know. It's, it's a classic. Oh, I see. Grind them down. It's almost as if they like to be pushed to call this film. Well, I'd rather see a dead little girl than to be with another man. You better keep your head, little girl. I won't know where I am. You better run for your life if you can, little girl. Hide your head in the sand, little girl. Catch you with another man. That's the end of little girl. And I can't spend my whole life trying just to make it toe the line. You better run for your life if you can, little girl. Hide your head in the sand, little girl. Catch you with another man. That's the end, little girl. And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about, well, the first two entries in the Six Moral Tales box set, all directed by Eric Romer. Uh, Only six? Six. This is two down, four to go. I could use 600, you know what I mean? We are going to kick off with Mm. The Bakery Girl on Macau and uh, Suzanne's Career, both in 1963. Sure. Directed by one Eric Romer. RJ, what do you know about Eric Romer? Big Romhead. Big. Oh, shit. Well, I mean, look, take it away. Tell me, tell me, tell me all. So you want to hear about Eric Rom? Okay. Romer. Oh, oh, I know. Clearly, you're pulling up your uh, dissertation on him that you wrote. <laughs> well, yes. I mean, you do. And you're know a little I, rusty. I have, several, I have several degrees. Correct. Romer was last. Of the post World War II French New Wave directors, Jared. The last. Uh, he was one of the last to become established, that is. To okay. Say. Uh, he had many colleagues, Truffaut, Goddard, and uh, a lot of them had international attention. Romer did not. Hmm. Romer, you know, he was known for things like My Night at Mods, won an Academy Award. He also did the Venom movie, and uh, he is also most. <laughs> Uh, he's Thanks, a very durable. Oliver. He's a durable filmmaker. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's it's too good. It's too funny. Cause look at how he's ruined. Look look our look, look, look 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 how RJ he says it's funny. He's I know that because he's laughing at his own at his own humor. <laughs> Thanks thanks Oliver. As my wife points out, I don't laugh at anyone's jokes more than I laugh at my own. That That's was right. a big build up to that. But Romer was Catholic. I should mention. Oh, and don't forget. He was a literature professor and novelist, which I think is very evident uh, yeah. in the, with the style of these uh, two first short films, which, oh, RJ, yes. I, I got to tell you, I messaged you something. Um, mm-hmm. It was a sun, Sunday night. 
mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, that I did something. Um, when I saw that the the the, uh, the bakery girl was like only like, twenty three minutes long, and then mm-hmm. I saw Suzette's career was like fifty four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you tell me that you did? Well, I'm asking you. What did I tell you? I can't remember. Would you like me to actually tell people what you said? Yeah, you go ahead. Documented. Yeah, you go ahead. <clears throat> Jared said that he did something in his trousers when he saw that the ru- the runtime <laughs> of these two did films. I, did I, I went in my pants. I think it was uh, it was something along those words. <laughs> yeah, I was so I was so relieved. Yeah, something oh, along those words. You don't. Yeah, I mean, this is just like it was a gift. It was a gift. Yeah, I mean, it is pretty special for it to happen like that. Hey, I didn't realize that either, and I saw it, and I went, holy shit. I was like, this is my kind of week. Mm-hmm. And how. And how. So let's get to it. Tell me tell me, tell me, me about what all the ROM heads have been well, waiting for. Well, let me, let me tell you about Bakery Girl, that, sure. tw- that sweet 24-minute girl that she is. Uh, with a synopsis, early new wave effort from Romer which was the first of his six moral tales. It concerns a young man who approaches a girl in the street, but after several days without seeing her again, he becomes involved with the girl in the local bakery. Eventually, he has to choose between them when he arranges dates with them on the same day. That's not, that's, that isn't what happens. But. No, not not even kind of. Not, no, kind of, but not. Okay, so yeah. uh, my sort of breakdown of this is... Uh, Local man, litterbug, stalker, jerk, cookie fiend, compulsive walker, thirsts for tall, thin woman. And mm-hmm. uh, in his pining for her when she disappears after they've had a uh, a brief meeting to maybe maybe arrange another hangout session, um, he just winds up going to this local bakery that's kind of in the vicinity of where he's seen her walking around before, um, you know, to mm-hmm. make it look natural. And he just keeps like buying these cookies, um, like every day. Maybe he seems like every hour. Um, uh, well, he he mentions a lot about his um, his stock pattern, right? Mm-hmm. So he go he goes he has more time when he's it's at meals that he can kind of patrol the streets to look for this woman. And uh, but he is sacrificing his meals at that time. So yeah, he's got a pastry up. So it, what I was carbo load. He's got a carbo mode. The way I interpret it is that he's not eating. He is only working and stocking the streets. And we never actually this see woman. him do work. It's just... Uh, no, he, he alleges that he's working. Alleges. Kind of. Yeah, he... Um, it's him and his friend, and they're walking around, and there's this like comment. It's like, oh, yeah, there's this girl. Yeah, she's real fetching. And then he's like, he's, he's like hey, let's like try to... like. Uh, create a scenario where we bump into each other you know like you do like you do and then it happens and they hit it off kind of i mean not even really she's like she was like he thinks so and she's like she makes a mention oh yeah i see you walking around all the time but he's like oh i'm sorry about that maybe i'll buy a coffee sometime she's like sometime maybe she's like yeah maybe sometime I, i got i'm busy tonight but uh i see you around all the time right see you later and he's like, well, you know, I think she, I think she had something for me. I think there was a real connection there, and yeah. uh, so he sends her uh, packing. Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. She sends him packing, yeah. and then he starts walking around the streets, waiting to recreate that opportunity. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and he he does mention there's a couple just before the bump. He's like, she's walks by and doesn't pay attention, and he says something along the lines of, "She's not looking us at us at all, and that means she knows we're here because you can't like unfocus on someone that much without knowing they're there." Or it's a, I I got a direct thing, but it's some real insult talk. Insult talk here, Jared. Insult talk. Which I mean I haven't mentioned before, but she's ignoring us too intently not to have no- noticed us. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean, Jared? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, there's some talk like that. And, uh, yeah, he uh, he goes on the prowl. He says, I'll find her. I'll get her. He says. Get her. Well, so while he's, all, while, he, while he's wanting to get her, um, he's going in for cookies at this bakery. And yeah. there's this 18-year-old girl who works there. And, I mean, initially she seems to be kind of just like, oh, it's, a, it's just a guy. It's a big, tall guy. And he mm-hmm. orders cookies, and then he keeps coming over and over and over again. And you can see that she's starting to like, kind of like, like him to a degree, where it's like he's kind of an oddity, this mm-hmm. dude. And then he's like, I, I, I could tell that she, there's like an attraction there, but I mean, she wants me. She's not really my type. I'm not really that interested in her. But maybe I do like that idea of someone wanting me. Maybe that's kind of interesting. And so he starts kind of working this like angle so there's this voiceover narration so two things here uh number one uh do you know who's playing our incel tonight rj in uh bakery girl i believe i don't know okay so this is i didn't really know this till i was like going back through uh my notes and stuff like that and like looking stuff up and i was like oh it's barbara schroeder the director of coco and talking gorilla and general idiot mean data I mean, it, I saw that Barbet Schroeder was. In he's this, al- yeah, in he's credits, also a producer, but, but he he actually plays the guy. That's him. Wow. Uh, but then, so his narration though is done by another uh, French director, uh, Bertrand uh, Tavernier, because um, mm-hmm. I guess he's a Barbet Schroeder didn't have the voice. He he, he couldn't do the performance uh, the way that Romer wanted it. So the voiceover mm-hmm. was done by a different another director. But yeah, that's mm-hmm. Bar- that's Barbet Schroeder. Strange. Yeah. Um, Strange. Yeah. So I kind of wonder like how a film like this, if somebody like made this now, this mm-hmm. like this story, how it would be received by the Twitterverse. Um, I have an idea. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't think it would be made the way, same way no. that it is, but it's curious. Cause I mean, I don't think Romer's rooting for this guy at yeah. all. Um, I think that he is pretty critical of how shabbily his all his male protagonists in these two movies kind of uh, behave, but mm-hmm. they, but they're also positioned as the uh, main characters, and so you get you're kind of stuck in their their worldview. And he's he writes it in such a way that I think it's easy to for I think uh, contemporary audience members to assume well this is what the director thinks. But it's like no, uh, yeah. that's what the character thinks. Yeah, like so. Yeah. This, like, and I felt that while watching this, and I, I will say that actually I did like this short film. Um, okay, I, I think it's uh, kind of like pretty short. It's got that sort of ambiguous short story ending where it's just like sure. abrupt, um, and because this guy like has this sort of above it all kind of attitude. Um, mm-hmm. And it has like sort of this tension to it that's kind of going on where he's like walking around a lot. It's shot all in location. Um, no sets were used. It's just like on the street. And 
there is like because like, initially it opens up with us like where all the what's the street corners are called and I'm like I don't know I don't know Paris from we don't know Mayor McGrath yeah exactly who doesn't know the mayor Mayor McCheese mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, so to me I'm always like I I don't get anything out of that sort of thing because I've never been to these places but it's kind of thrown in there because this is about a character kind of circulating in around a space and then. There's this like kind of him like this initial like little mini arc of him trying to find her, and then he winds up with this uh, this bakery girl and this back and forth. And before he starts pursuing her on the street and kind of like mm-hmm. cornering her into uh, going on a, a date, and she's kind of like initially she seemed pretty receptive to this idea, but then she's then she's like when it's actually uh, proposed that they uh, hook up, maybe she's kind of like uh, no 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 I don't think so I'm not going to be here for very long mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going to be living here very much longer I'm going to be moving along. Mm-hmm. But he, he's not taking no for an answer, RJ. Well, there's a lot of talk of what happens if they do say no. And I think we're all aware think, of what that means. I think there's some real nice little uh, film beat there where uh, the bakery girl, she goes to get she, her. She's supposed to give him two cookies because he's asking for one cookie. But if she gives him an extra cookie, that means that she she's game to go out that night. And there's like mm. the thing where she goes over to get that cookie and she looks over at him, and then she picks up the second cookie. I thought that was really good. That's mm. nice. It's She's a, playful. Yeah, nice, nice little thing, and it works. Yep. And then, uh, so they're supposed to hang out. They're they're going to hang out uh, that night. And and what do you know? It as he's uh, scarfing down cookies or whatever. This uh, he's sort of like distracted in his own mind with his voiceover narration. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't see um, the girl that he'd been like stalking around looking for her this whole time she's, she comes limping down the street because she broke her foot mm-hmm. and he's like oh shit well yep. i mean that's who i'm really interested in and she seems to uh be interested in me now all of a sudden far more than she, any reason she would have to have and uh well so long bakery girl <laughs> and there's like this uh brutal moment where like she like so it, the girl that he's supposed to meet. She goes inside for like a few minutes, and then she's just gone for hours. And he's just hanging out in this little alcove in the rain. Yeah, and he's just like, "Well, the baker girl could come out at any time." And that would be. I hope that, she doesn't. I hope she doesn't. And then of course, um, um, the broken foot uh, woman comes out, and they start walking down the street. And there's just this like, well. I like to assume that the Baker girl wouldn't have gotten out and saw us walking on the street, but I didn't turn around to look to see if that were the case. It's like, eh, I'm over that. And then it's like, mm-hmm. oh, by the way, six months later, we were engaging to be married. Which I thought was a little fast because she didn't seem that interested, but I guess she was. She approached him. So look at that. So, Jared, I got to ask you something. Yo. What is the moral tale of the bakery girl what is what are these moral tales what is this moral tale what is the morality of the story what are we what are we supposed to learn what what, what are we working toward here well i mean he uh he 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 chose the girl that he was most interested in at the beginning okay yeah i i understand i understand that's the morality i i suppose um, That's I don't know. I don't know if that is what it's saying. I don't know if you want to call it. Uh, let's see here. I don't think it's like what. If it's, I don't think it's supposed to be an instruction. I think you're. Uh, okay. I think you're bringing your own uh, baggage of morale to. Well, to I mean, this. 
what is the title of this collection? The six six moral tales, and this is the, the first the, the first installment. Yeah, yeah, and so when I watched this, I went, "Well, what is the moral tale of this of this film?" What, what, I didn't think that was a crazy question. To no, ask. I'm curious, like what 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 you mean? I just thought these were all going to be like moral tales, like you know, uh, like uh, don't eat cheese before noon. So squeaky Rom- wheel gets the grease. So so Romer said. Uh, his yeah. intention was not to film raw events, but the narrative that someone makes of them, the story, the choice of facts, their organization, not the treatment that I could have made them to submit to. One of the reasons that these tales are called moral is that physical actions are almost completely absent. Everything happens in the head of the narrator. Hmm. Using Should the word I... moral does not mean that there is a moral in the story. According to Romer, so Contes Mora uh, doesn't really mean that there's a moral contained in them, even though there might be one in all the characters in these films act according to certain moral ideas that are fairly clearly worked out. Also, Romer said, they are films which a particular feeling is analyzed and where even the characters themselves analyze their feelings and are very introspective. Okay, so... I know Romer's saying that, yep. but I have an alternative for you. I'm going to make uh, a collection called Six Jungle Tales. Okay. And uh, they're uh, they're all going to take place in the desert. But, ju- but jungle, <laughs> it's like but, maybe but, the jungle but, was inside you all along. I guess jungles exist, though, as do deserts. But what is what are, what are morals, RJ? What are morals? Yeah. I'll say six metaphor Can... tales, and it'll just be... <laughs> not metaphors? Nothing. Not metaphors. <laughs> I know, I know. It's probably me doing the weird thing the, the, I do, but it's like is, I thought your, these were all supposed I, to be I think, I, 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 I think this is your uh, Catholic school shit coming up. Well, I, I thought it was. It, it, it said it was a moral <laughs> tale. I thought it was supposed to be a moral tale. So the whole time I was watching this, I was like, "What the fuck is the morality of this?" <laughs> There's no one. I like, show. I don't get there, this. There, no, no, uh, no priest shows up to tell you. Well, I just like, in my mind, the morality was was like, "Hey, fuck around." And then when you get what you want, bail. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, that was the morality that it's the I char- saw. It's the, it's the characters uh, deciding what to do in that moment. The, dif- the decisive moment of like, ooh, what's going to do? What's he going to do? Well, he makes a decision. And, I guess and, 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 and there's no punishment. He's, he's not even going to hell. Not even a little bit. Well, I, I think that's what it is. In my mind, moral means good. And good would be like... It's like, well, you're kind of letting that girl down that you like you set up and then you bailed on. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's where I, I was like, you could have at least just been like, hey, man, some came up. Talk to you so later. Let, 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 let us define moral concerned with the principles of right and wrong behavior and the goodness yeah. or badness of human character. The, so. Yeah, there you go. That's what I thought. <laughs> well, uh, let me tell you, RJ. Okay. The, 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 it's not. It's not like you know jungles. Uh, yeah. Are they ever on the moon? Uh, Six jungle I, I don't tales. Think, it's I, all going to take place I don't on the think moon. the uh, circumstances for which a jungle could, could emerge could happen on the moon as the moon exists right now. What's either good jungle there, there, or bad there, jungle? Well, there's there's no dense forest or tangled vegetation. Uh, usually in tropical climates on a moon. Well, I mean, unless, it's, unless it's like a, a metaphorical maybe jungle. it's a metaphorical jungle, the jungle inside of all of us. The jungle inside of us. The we jungle. used to say that some of those characters aren't the jungle themselves. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe not the main character, but maybe one of the characters is the jungle. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the jungle. So, uh, so what did you think of the bakery girl? Uh, I, I didn't much care for it, Jared. Yeah. 
I thought this guy was a creepy incel. Yeah. Stalking women in the streets. And uh, yeah. I just thought he was really unkind to the bakery girl. He was. Because, uh, yes, he was. All those things are true. In my mind, I thought this was supposed to be like a moral tale. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm really hammering this point, but I was just like, I was like, you what thought is... he was going to get, he was going to get his like just desserts. His well, he, he, was, he wasn't going to get his cookie. Kinda. Isn't that, isn't that like this, isn't that like, like isn't that like the real world, RJ? Be, yeah, uh, b- I, I bad, bad people do bad things all the time, and nothing bad happens to them. They just keep yes, doing bad things. Yeah. I I know, I agree, but that's why I think some people look to moral tales to be like reassured that it's like, hey, if you do the right thing, eventually maybe something will turn out. But hey, even if you don't, if you do the wrong thing, something bad is gonna happen, which I know isn't realistic. But no. uh, yeah, when this ended, I was kind of like, wait a minute. I was like, what was, was I supposed to take out of that? So, anyways, this dude's a real bad dude. That's like obvious. He's a he's he a dude. Well, I mean, he's littering, Jarrett. He is, yeah. The lit. I he's think stalking the, the, women. The, the littering's wild. Like he's just literally yeah. throwing it into like the sewage into tray. The sewer like he's drains. got his like parchment paper, just tossing it away. You're like, whoa, yeah, buddy. And I'm like, and the, again, this is 1963. This is 19- yeah. He's doing it constantly. Yeah. But they show they show it like six times zoomed yes. in, so it's very emphasized. Yeah. Where you're just like, yeah, I'm not sure where I, I'm not sure where we were with littering in 1963. Um, I mean, probably people probably like were fine with it, but like, like I, I, to I make always, such a point of it, I well, thought was strange. Remember um, that episode of Mad Men? <laughs> Where at the, yeah. end, the end of the picnic, they just, like, fucking walk away from the picnic. And you're like, what? What the fuck are they doing? Uh, that, I mean, that's, like, in the, like a five within about five years of this movie actually being made. And that's one yeah. of those things that I, I think people do talk about. It's, like, so startling to see people. Because I think littering's kind of been hammered into us. Yeah. Because it's, like, a consideration thing. Um, yeah. And this guy, this guy clearly isn't very considerate. No, not of uh, the planet, not of other people. The planet. The planet, Mother Earth, Jared. You know about Mother Earth? Mm-hmm. We only got one. We only got one. Got so one. anyways, yeah, this guy was a real dink. Yeah. I was really confused at what I was supposed to uh, take away from this. And I went, I don't like him. He's not a nice guy. Mm-hmm. I didn't actively dislike this thing. I was just, uh, by the end of it, I was kind of like, you know when your eyes are a little bit fr- like, hmm. I was like, I was like, what, what does this mean? <laughs> and then I went, I'm not gonna think about it. And I oh, turned man. on the next one. I said, let's see what the the oh. next moral tale is. <laughs> you want to find out about Suzanne's career? I thought it was supposed to be oh, a boy. tale of morality. Oh boy. So all right. So number two, in in in, in the six moral tales, this is the second moral tale. Suzanne's career. Also from the same year, I guess. In the second of Romer's moral tales, he examines the relationship between two friends and a girl who at first appears easily exploited. It is a complex tale of feelings and misconceptions mm. acted out within the head of the main character as part of Romer's attempt to more easily simulate the mindscape quality of literature within a film. So even the synopsis doesn't know how to talk about this. This Does non- anyone know this, how to talk this, about this, Romer this, picks? This, 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 non- this, this non-star. Well, I mean, I, I could talk about the first one pretty easily. Suzanne's okay. career, though, it's a different uh, different kettle Dif- of fish. 
Okay. So uh, this is Bakery Girl Redux in a lot of ways. Uh, it's mm-hmm. two and a half times longer, uh, like nearly an hour. Um, and it's not better for it. Yeah. You know, so... I, I agree. Yeah, so, yeah, this is about two two dudes. Um, Bertrand mm-hmm. and his uh, buddy, Guillaume, and their relationship to this uh, woman named Suzanne. And it's mm-hmm. kind of this, like, back and forth of... Uh, you're trying to go along with this narrative of this got the guy's friend who's just like a, a piece a kind of a piece of crap mm-hmm. like so yeah, I he's a shitty dude yeah they're i mean they're both no they're, morality they're, they're not great they're not both great guys they're mo- uh-huh. and um i don't know if you ever have seen the film in the company of men probably not it's i think i this, don't think so at this point it's a fairly obscure like 90s indie drama but this reminded me of that in some ways but that movie's like uh, got aaron eckhart you know two-face harvey dent as opposed to duella dent duella um, dent yes yeah. i'm aware but i'm he, aware of but, duella yeah but he's like a he's a big time jerk in that but that movie is like really like amps up the misogyny to a, a 90s level of where it's trying to be like hey i'm a, i'm, a, I'm but i'm a, but we're aware of it boys but at the same mm-hmm. time it, i think it also is a lot of fuel to that fire um in terms of like the the wrong kind of guys will watch it and be like yeah this is some good new material Ooh. Mm-hmm. okay i uh yeah he uh, he does get um he's got some zingers some opinions man that's some opinion. Like some of the yeah. stuff he says. Yeah. Yeah. You know uh, what I mean? So, yeah, there's just a lot of scenes inside of apartments and cafes yep. and it's French New Wave, baby. Night, nightclubs. Yep. To the max. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. It, it just like never really <clears throat> uh, connected for me as much because Suzanne just kind of takes it all. Like she kind of brings on these yeah. like the the abuse, and they're always like you know she's paying for everything because she, she's like the one that's like she's got a job, and at every opportunity it's like oh I'll I'll pay for everything don't worry I'll take care of it even though she's like clearly being like depleted because like she's not that kind of rich and but these guys are kind yeah. of like well let's let's see how far we can push that. Hmm. Do you, yeah. So there there's a few things that happens in this film, Jared. So like at first you get uh, you get introduced to these two dudes, girlfriends dating the one, and he he's not very kind to her, and uh, he's a little inappropriate, and you get the longest Ouija board scene. Oh my god! Where you get every uh, letter A B. I totally knocked out. Put that out of my mind. <laughs> yeah, and I know why you would. Because it's brutally long. It's like it's. I don't even know. Like, like a solid movie. It's a solid ten minutes of it. Yeah, pretty for sure. Oh, like fuck. easily I, in the, easily. the 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 payoff. The, the like the joke of it is like I want to bang you. <laughs> You're like, whoa. So yeah, and that and that's film, the kind of guy. I feel like I feel like filmmaking film has come a long way. Yeah, I gotta bang ya. Some Fred Olin Ray stuff. <laughs> Even he was better than that. Yes, 
Because he would have made the Ouija board scene ten like ten seconds, maybe a minute tops, and he would have been like, "We don't want to beat a dead horse here. We gotta keep moving." That's Fred. We just want to beat on meat. Hey. Hey. Oh. Um. So, anyways, uh, guys dating girl, where he courts her and he uses Buddy to court her, uh, with the Ouija board scene, and then he gets her and then he loses interest really quick. But yeah. he's just like, ah, eh, she pays for stuff, whatever. Uh, well, it's actually not quite yet, but he's like, ah, whatever. I, I don't give a shit. I'll, we'll let her go. And then she goes after the buddy because she's like, well, you were always nice. Uh, and he's like, well, I'm not really interested in you. And she's like, that's fine. Let's just hang out. Let's just be friends. And he's like, I don't have any. She's like, let's go for coffee. He's like, I don't have money. And she's like, I'll buy you coffee. And he's like, okay. So she starts buying him stuff. And then uh, this guy, because he's a weak man also, he is also lured in by this alpha sigma male because uh he, he's just like hey she's got money we should because uh, he doesn't like his that friend of his not really no. but he's like hey you know she's got money and he's like really he's like maybe we can capitalize on this so he starts hanging around again yeah they both take the money uh and then what happens is buddy main guy He's Bertrand. Like, well, Bertrand, because girl's always like, well, I do like you. And he's like, yeah, I know, but I kind of like this other girl. And then he gets her. And then as soon as he gets her, other girl is just like, all right, well, I'm moving on. So she finds someone else. Uh, and then when she does find someone else, then our Gertrand guy is just like, oh, <laughs> maybe she was pretty after all. And then, and then he's like, and then the morality here, Jared, the morality, the moral tale, the moral tale. He's just like, well, I let her pay for stuff. I wasn't really interested. And then when I couldn't get her, dang, I realized I wanted her. And then hard cut to black mm-hmm. because the story of this one is just like, man, you don't know what you got till it's gone. And I went, I understand the morality of this one, baby. <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> that's what I need. I said, I see what they're saying. They're saying, don't take stuff for granted. Well, there's also granted. like the there's the there's the other romantic interest in this. Uh, who I guess the, the girl? Yeah, uh, is it Sophie? Oh uh, yeah. I think I think she's Irish. Something like that. Yeah. Well, because yeah, she's definitely like um, I don't know. She's definitely the most the more interesting uh, of the two characters because she seems to be like have a personality. I'm not sure if that's mm. just like the story i guess but i felt like the the um fixated suzanne like you know the titular suzanne i feel like she's just kind of like i don't know boring (laughs) she's just along she has no she she states nothing she's just kind of long she pays for stuff and it seems like they're like yeah like she's just like uh, along for the ride and i i don't i don't think there's enough to hang on be like i'd be like i'm i'm not interested in this to hang out with any of these people but yeah, like and then obviously yeah, there's like the one the the Sophie character I thought was like immediately far more interesting. I think she's the one going on about snobbish things, uh, as 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 we Instagram mm-hmm. posted. Um, mm-hmm. she, she seems to be like a kind of a dramatic character. She's like something out of like a Woody Allen sort of story. And that's another thing too is you get like you get some Woodrow Allen doing sort of the same uh, ballpark oh, yes. of like characters of messed up characters mm-hmm. and. Uh, I think he does it quite a bit better, um, where it's fun to watch. <laughs> where, I mean, where, the, where this yeah. drags <laughs> along, and you're just like, huh, these are just people. And there's like no, mm-hmm. to me, like, I felt like this one had like 
none of the satisfaction of like a short story i guess this just kind of felt like oh then a bunch of scenes happen it's like french new wave in the worst ways but without any of the the cinematic flair of like a godard where it's like he 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 loves a living room he loves them. Godard? Oh, yeah. That's uh, his safe place, baby. He yeah. doesn't leave the living room. Yeah, he likes those bedrooms uh, hanging mm-hmm. out in there. This is kind of like, no, nah, no, nah, we're, we're not going to do anything about that. We're just going to hone in on the, the, the this so-called drama and this first this, this narration over like, well, I get why she's interesting, but at the same time, let's do a Ouija session. Just to see for sure. Yeah. Just like see for sure that she's cool and can have fun. Do you think that's what that Ouija session's about? Uh, maybe. And then she just kind of goes, I don't know. <laughs> you're like, uh-huh, how, how uh-huh. does she do it? I don't know. <laughs> okay. That's, okay. Yeah, that's, I think, pretty convincing, right? Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to clarify that. And, and, then, yeah. and, then, and then it all ends on a boat a year later. <laughs> um, yeah. Apparently, uh, everything is working out just great. Bertrand, he's hanging out with Sophie. Uh, mm-hmm. Suzanne, Suzanne's got a new fiance. Um, he's got he's got money. Um, they they seem to be happy together. Um, but then, of course, the, our narrator says, "Yeah, well, things aren't working out with Sophie." Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe he, then Bertrand's like, "You know what? Maybe I was wrong." <laughs> it, yeah, and and he says, and then she has gotten her final revenge. She won. Which I, she won. Which my I mentioned in my review that it's alleged sexual espionage or something because like the implication is that he she was working towards this the whole way where it's like I have fine I am now interested in her, but she is no longer well, interested. Well, yeah, in there's me. A, there's this like well, I mean, there is this element of where like there's this like oh they're always taking pity on her. <laughs> Yeah, because they treat her like shit. Well, they're well, they're like, well, I mean, look at her. she's so pathetic. I mean, we don't even have to respect yeah. her very much. But look at it; and everything worked out for her well anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that 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 really stuck it to us. They say, man, we sure zing. Yeah, she sure zing zinged us. No, and you go. Did she? Did you? Got him. Got him. Yeah. So, uh, that's a moral tale. What do you think the morality of this one is? What What is the morality of this one? Yeah. Uh, like I said, this is the one that of the two I didn't really uh, connect that much with. Jive with? Yeah, I, I felt like this. Like, and again, it felt like, oh, it's the same thing again, which sounds like the next four are pretty well iterations of the mm. same idea. A lot of, are a lot those of, also uh, 20 minutes? No, they're feature length. <laughs> So they, they they probably as as directors get older, their films just get longer. Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. Yeah. So I mean, hmm, what the the moral tale here, I guess, is just um, people be are, nice to people. People uh, thinking about things and about how to treat people, I guess. And uh, I don't know. There's nothing. There's nothing to. I mean, again, this is my view of like what morals, I guess. Are, sure. um, I don't know if I would consider myself a moral person because I don't know if most people are. I wouldn't moral. say you are. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I, I mean, but I would probably be considered moral by not RJ, but I don't think of it that way. Because situation, I mean, uh, 
Yeah. It's it's one of those things where like, I don't know. I don't like have like a it's like a you know, it's not like a code of conduct. Um spot a kuna matata. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nothing to hold you viable to. That's right. I see, I see. No, no. I like I mean people can write in and think if we're moral people or not. Or they don't I, need to. We can turn matter, comments it's, off. It's a matter of perspective because I mean everyone has Ooh. probably an inner monologue. Uh, I mean, it is a matter of perspective. I, I'm pretty sure Stalin thought he was moral. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably, RJ. He thought what he was doing was pretty good, right? Yeah. When, he, when he was stalking those girls in France. Yeah, he's eating all those cookies, and he's just like, oh, I'm going to get you. Get, getting those crumbs in his uh, in his mustache, in, in, in his push broom. Yeah, and he said, he said, I'm going to get you. No. I'm going to sweep you out of here. We wiggling those eyebrows. And we all went, oh, Joe. Sleepy Joe. Yo, Joe. Yo, Joe. Yeah, so that was crazy. No. Yeah. How were, how were you, how were you about this? I mean, not good. Not, not, not great. (laughs) I I mean, I don't, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think I understood either of these. And not even understood. I was just like, I, I mean, I knew it. I knew what was happening. But there's there's pictures and they're moving on the screen. There's pictures and there's moving, but like yeah, I don't know, like I know that both of these things happen daily to people all over. Yeah. There's always shitty people and there's people who manipulate other people and there's there's always going to be situations where someone, like a lady is going to get manipulated by two guys. But I was kind of like the way it ended was the thing that kind of like really threw me where he's just like, she's had her revenge where I was kind of like, I was like, is this thing trying to say that? Like, I don't think that's what the, see, I don't think that, like, yeah, that, that, I, know, so that, I know you don't. I'm that just saying, isn't like, is what, that what it's trying to say? That's not the, I don't think that's what the film is trying to say. That is what the character's yeah. perception is. But isn't the film about the character? Like he's the lead character, so like it is, is telling is he us. The film it is telling. Or is... Well, what is what is your interpretation of what the film is saying about this character in this scenario? Like in throughout the throughout is, the whole thing, yeah. Like how how what does it have to say about Morbius? <laughs> so Morbius. So like yeah, like I mean if. Again, this is when I was mentioning the Twitter thing about a movie yeah. like this being made. So it's like, this is where there's, like, I think, a, a line of, like, what is this film saying about the situation rather than what is yeah. the character who thinks this is revenge? Because this is about the character okay. um, in in their view of what's occurred. But we've also watched. Yes. Yeah. Like, there's, like, kind of, like, I don't know. There's just, like, I don't, it's most, we can't even call it an objective reality because we're kind of like we have a narration that's kind of going to influence how we're viewing the situation as it plays out but uh-huh. we're also like locked we, we don't have to be locked into the character because i don't think i don't think that the filmmaker you know romer is sympathetic to yeah. <laughs> to this guy i do i I, I i agree with you i do think it's harder to take that stance though when the character is the narrator Right, which that, I, I know that that's not, yeah, that's a like, thing that happens. <laughs> yeah, I know unreliable narrators are a thing and stuff like that. But yeah, because because think... even a narrator isn't like even like you know like I made that comment about like how people have their own narrations in their heads. Yes, about what yeah. they how they operate in the world because we've been yeah. kind of like led into this by 
by our culture that like we 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 are in a it's like you know there's like media and stories that always come about saying this is your story and this is our narrative and now, and now like there's like these like ch- you know these chuds online we're always talking about that's the that's the narrative being sold like that's like the yeah. language, that's the language we use it's like this it's fucked up how um like video games and movies and like all the like, mm-hmm. narr- all these like novels the narrative has kind of like come to dominate the way that we talk about not only like reality, which doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense, but I mean, it's also like court cases, like lawyers tell narratives and um, that has nothing to do with like reality of the case. It's about winning a case and keeping your client from going to jail or sending someone to jail is by creating a narrative and you use evidence mm-hmm. to connect those dots and you try to comp- create the most compelling version of it. And I think a combination of how, that how you know, law is sort of practiced in media and like how mm-hmm. movie like the how like prevalent all media like story like media narrative is in every wake of our life it's impacted us in the way that we think about things and so <clears throat> i think it's a uh, curious when you watch a movie about a character mm-hmm. that you do not relike or relate to mm-hmm. and then you go why does this exist why is this happening and like we all encounter that like i think before this sort of um, hijacking, I guess, of how uh, we interpret things and where it's like, it seems like this is the way it's always been, but mm-hmm. it hasn't always been this way. I think there's a period of time where like no one thought about themselves in this, in this way, but it's very difficult to like get outside of that mindset. So you watch this, you watch this movie from like 63 where this is like the media diet of people is like nowhere near this. Like television's like in its in its infancy and is there basically for commercials and news. Um and then movies are like what people go to see and they're starting to see mm-hmm. themselves on the screen. So these like new wave films are trying to like break from that and be like, hey, let's have like a, a straight up kind of lose like not a lo- like a, a loser. Like a guy is just like this is not a great guy. But this guy this is actually more of an accurate image of like how people do behave. Uh, what, mm-hmm. wh- why he picks on these particular figures? It's it's come it's uh, us trying to imagine what the director's intent is, which I think is also a flaw uh, in mm-hmm. like the way that we uh, think about things because it, it's not about what the director's intent is. That's always like a kind of a I feel like a fallacy or what or what they think, right? Like when I was reading like, mm-hmm. what he meant by the moral thing when you were asking me about that. I was like, yeah. well this is what this is what the director had to say. How, how he framed what he talks about when he's talking about morality. Because I mm-hmm. watched these and I mean I that didn't that didn't even stick up that didn't stick up to me at all. It's like, oh this doesn't fit this doesn't seem like a moral tale. Uh, it, mm-hmm. I, to me I'm like it's just a title. It seems almost uh, yeah. arbitrary. So that all being said, uh so mm-hmm. by the end of this you have this character who's like framework is like he has to explain a way that oh i didn't get what i wanted but she did so she won which she didn't like she she's just not even playing the game that he is because she had no idea that like she was being pitied or being like you know uh taken advantage mm-hmm. of by these guys she's just like oh i'm moving off of my life and this guy's like oh yeah she got revenge on me because he's still a loser <laughs> like he um and mm-hmm. like but he still has to frame it that way um is that how he oh I'm kind of dissatisfied at the moment and like this is like a moment in this character's existence too. If you mm-hmm. think about them as being a real person and their the extent of their entire reality, of, like they're gonna mm-hmm. have ups and downs. Things may work out really well for them, but in that very moment, he's still this like petty 
man who is yeah. still like measuring his own life against like like a, an old flame and like mm. yeah, i don't know that's that's all it is um and i guess it is just like yeah here's a guy and like what is the morality of it all it's like i don't know don't be like this guy yeah i mean that's one way to take it i mean is this the most interesting version of that story no and yeah. that's and that's what I, that's what i kind of failed to respond to with this uh movie the the Suzanne's career sure. and to me I, I feel like this this what i've just described is more interesting than what i think i got out of the film other than it's if one could claim well it stimulated this this conversation about the mm-hmm. about that i i'm at the same time like i wouldn't watch this movie again i wouldn't recommend people watch it either so i don't yeah. know i'd, I'd move along <laughs> mm-hmm. well in, in terms of you know creating your own taking control of your own narrative jared and like, <laughs> controlling your narrative controlling your narrative and you know, not trying to assume what the director is doing or muscle characters. Milk. Not yeah, the muscle milk or you know, characters. What is the narrative, the true narrative, of Gull- the three worlds of Gulliver? <laughs> what is the true narrative of that film? It's uh, you know what I mean. That's biting. It's, it's biting know, and skewering. I know, I know you're not a fan of elements of that film, but is it the character or is it director or is it the narrative? It's oh, it's, it's I think or is that. it the morality? I will say if we're uh, getting... or is art not real? Art, art, art is art is something like everything. Which is always a fallback. Yeah, art is something. You know, it's something. Could be. It happens. It, it, it happens. It does. No, I I know what you. I I do understand what you're saying. Um, I know it's easy to you know take this or that. My my fallback always too is like uh, you know no matter what some like the like the directors will say or actors will say about what they did. I think the weird thing about movies is a director will be like, this is what I think of the movie. And the writer will be like, well, this is how I think of the movie. I wrote it. And then the actors will be like, well, this is how I interpret the, the character. So they all kind of put their own slices into and it. And none of it matters. And none of it matters because I take the Aronofsky approach, like the mother thing, where he's kind of like, as soon as you put your art out into the world, it's not yours anymore. It's it's other people's, which some people don't agree with. But it's kind of like as soon as you make that thing, you put it out there. Other people are going to take it and turn it into whatever they want it to. Yeah, well, kind of, or they they have the potential to do that. Mother is always an interesting film because it's like I've I mean I've read multiple interpretations I guess of it, and none of them are the same as mine. Yep. And I'm like, because huh. you put it out there and people interpret it however they want. And it, it, and and uh, and it performed poorly people did not yep. like that at all because the people don't want that kind of mm-hmm. experience i guess or a lot of mainstream audiences who want to go i want to see that new jennifer lawrence movie look scary it look, mm-hmm. looks like looks looks like a real thrill ride mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it's like what is this about it's about like a an artist creating things and it's horrifying oh my goodness and it's like what and this is her and that's the victim oh jesus there's babies being like dismembered ah yeah not, you go oh not, dear not f f cinema score <laughs> yes yes it's like dr the t thing... and the women and his women whatever it's called you know about oh Richie, yeah about dr Richie. t and the medicine dr quinn medicine woman yeah that's a good one is that who we're talking about Doc, yeah yeah dr oh, t yeah, and his women i see yeah Look at the stimulated conversation that these moral tales moral. have evoked. And having to d- argue for uh, depictions of 
things. I, I am really curious when uh, 35 years from now we'll watch uh, the Decalogue. All, all, the, all of those. I think, I think you'll like those quite a bit more than what. I'm not going to be alive. That's, yeah, that's possible. We'll keep you alive. Let's don't we're, kid we're, yourself. We're going to have that GoFundMe. Don't kid yourself. I will not be alive. You'll yeah, be like, you'll, you'll be, be like, me. You'll be like Captain Pike, and you'll have the little boop, 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 boop. And you're like, what'd you think? Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Is that boop, 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 boop? It could be. It could be, depending on the movie. No. It's all about narratives. It's all about narratives. It's all about narratives. Oh, well. So what's your next narrative, Jared? Uh, the narrative of who hates these films. Yeah, I mean, sure. I don't know. I don't hate these films. I just don't I'm care. Not a fan. No. Yeah. Okay. So first so who off, does? we got Ayla, one star. Okay. Men really need to stop stalking women, thinking it's romantic. Uh, which means, what should they be thinking instead? Maybe they should just stop stalking women. Maybe women need to make the first move you know what i mean oh take control of the narrative that's right right here seize the day see uh carpe diem my friends Mm -hmm. uh this person likes things like parasite and network and stolen kisses which is strange that they like that one uh i mean just because it's like it feels like it's not part of their aesthetic but they have starred harold and maud and they have starred licorice pizza so there you go. Strange. They don't, you know. Strange. How about Ruby Howling? Okay. Uh, or Rue by Howling. One star. Mm. A story about a garbage man who refuses to use a garbage can. <laughs> I mean, I think that's okay. They only have one five-star film, and it's They Came Together, which is a Amy Poehler, Paul Rudd movie, which is like, it's kind of like a spoof movie. Okay. And I'm okay with that. And they have a couple half-star films, but the only one of note is Venom, Let There Be Carnage. The second one, Jared. Huh. It's, just, it's, it's the second one. Interesting. So, okay. Yeah. Um, as for, and this is for uh, Suzanne's career. All right. Uh, we got Francesca de Rockfort, uh, one star. This okay. feels really slight and bogged down, even for its 55-minute runtime. Would probably have been better at about the length of Moncow, if I'm being honest. I'm kind of glad it ends with Suzanne winning a kind of moral victory, and the commentary on the mild-mannered dudes who turn out to be worse than outright sexist is topical to today, to, to today, I suppose. But this felt difficult to get through in any case, too thin for Romer's purposes in a way his later films wouldn't suffer from to the same degree. <clears throat> Do you want to hear about this person? Sure. Here's a bio jerk. I'm basically an artistic subjectivist by this point. I think it's both a more interesting way for me to approach films personally, rather than trying to assess the objective qualities of everything, and also more rewarding insofar as I think cinema flourishes when there's more diversity of taste. I'm open about my biases, however, and I find auteur theory 
to often be an interesting lens through which to view cinema, which is why <laughs> there's more, which is why I will often talk in terms of filmographies and wider projects rather than taking each film as a single unit. You know that, you know that, um, that meme of the guy going walking. Oof. And it's like, oof. The, and it's like turned all the way up and he's going the oof meter. Oof. Uh, with that said, I'm, that's actually in here. Not me saying that with that said, I'm not a nitpicker and most complaints I have with films are more often than not post hoc rationalizations of why I did not, or why I did or didn't like something. I experienced these as a whole, more as a whole (laughs) as they either work for me on some level, uh, aesthetic, intellectual, visceral. Or not. I'm also... Get off the stage! <laughs> While I think I can appreciate almost oh any God. type of How film, can they still be talking? <laughs> I prefer certain types of films to others. I love boldy, stylish, form- formalist, classist films that don't feel constrained by the standards of plausibility in going for a bigger emotional or cerebral impact, which is why I often favor melodrama. For example... Come on! (laughs) More than many mainstream critics, I gravitate often to films about women. I love romance, sincerity, and wonder. I would rather be a film... I would rather a film be flawed by interesting uh, than technically great, but something I'll never... Think about again. The oh. best films live with me for not just two hours, wow. but for the rest of my life after all. Jared, would you like to hear the rating system, ranking system? Oh, the, the, they, they've they've written it out, huh? Uh, yeah, they have. Of um, course, they, they have. have multiple paragraphs for every star rating, like more than that. No bio. way. They, star... No one cares, Francesca. Their ranking is bigger no one than cares. the bio. No, no one cares. <laughs> one star is an umbrella rating for any film. I, in the main, disliked or had no real interest in, covering all the way from worst film I've ever seen up to just plain dull. It goes on for a while. It goes on for a while. It is not good. It is not good. So anyways, this is a person who... Uh, has a letterbox account and uh, they make all sorts of things huh. on their films. So there's something to be said about that. Jordan Dilger, one and a half oh, stars. Sure. I've now watched all six of the moral tales. It's less six tales and more one tale six times. The incel energy is especially strong <laughs> in this one. It's not nice. even one hours, and it still manages to drag. How, how does that sound to you, RJ? We got four I more mean, uh, incel picks of the to sin. Go. I don't know. I mean, Jordan Dillinger might be onto something. He, he only has like six five star films: The Matrix, Taxi Driver, Total Recall, Paths of Glory, The Godfather, and Paddington. Wow, is this is, is this you? Pretty quality films, if you ask me, Jarrett. Okay. Quality. Quality. Um. Well, you got any final words on Mr. Wilmer? No. We're, we're going to be facing off against him once again, but we're going to be joined by uh, 
by a friend along the way in two weeks. Allegedly. Allegedly. We'll see if that happens. Well, um, Dan, there you go. Mm-hmm. After the break, we're going to throw this podcast right into the right into the sewer. The sewer? We're going to bunch it up and just toss it right in there. Fuck it. Well, littering end. Revenge. Littering end. Littering end. Do you know that one, Jared? Littering end. Littering end. The more you ignore me, the closer I get. You're wasting your time. The more you ignore me, the closer I get. You're wasting your time. Have you stalked any women lately? Only my wife. Around the house? No, you follow her around. Okay, she just doesn't know where you're going to pop up next. Well, that's marriage, Jerry. Like, Hello. Hello. <laughs> marriage is all about keeping them on their toes. Do you uh, sit, tell her a lot of like, oh, I didn't know you lived here too. I, I go come here often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put your hand on your side of your head and lean into the wall. Yeah. I gently tip my fedora yeah, like your, such with your manscaped underoos. I just go whoop. Give, give give them a snap. Uh, I mean, they don't snap because of the precision brand of those uh, underpants. Mm. You know what I mean? And that T-shirt, so soft. Well, I mean, it is 100% cotton, Jerry. 100% cotton. Yeah. 100% cotton. You can email us at criterioncreeps at gmail.com and tell us about all the things you ordered from Manscaped this last month. Ooh. So I think that 20% is over real soon. Might be. Even, that, right, even as of right now. Could be within minutes. Nope. Minutes. Yeah, by the time you're listening to it, it's dead. Oh, I mean... Done deal. Minutes. Bud. We got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Bonhoeff. We're on Ooh. YouTube. We've got a Patreon. We've got a SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. We've got Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, blah, 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 blah. And two weeks from now, mm-hmm. after I've turned into a big pink pustule from sunburns and heat stroke. Mm-hmm. Uh, more Romer. And one, what else? Romer. Okay. As you demanded it, RJ. Romer, hardly newer. <laughs> you know about Le Collectionniste from 1967? Um, who? And you, you know about My Night at Mods from 1969? Who? Mods. Uh, I know uh, Harold and Mod. What about the Mod Squad? Remember oh, that? I, I know about um, the Monster Squad. The Monster Squad, huh? Do you know about them? I do. Have you heard about them? I have. Yeah. 
I just want to check. Yeah, do you know check. about Giovanni Ribisi? I do know about Giovanni Ribisi. What did he do this time? Uh, he was in the Mod Squad. What about the Monster Squad? Um, I don't think so. Not to my knowledge. He's not in that one? That guy from Creepsville, though, was in there as Dracula. That's true. No. That's true. That's only, his only, name was... only facts on this podcast. Yep. Yeah, I think that was Tom Hardy. Yeah. We all know what he was in. The dog. In the shadows. Who? Hardy. Huh? Good night. <laughs>